Welcome to Real Everyday People, an Eladio Nino podcast. You either die the hero or see yourself become the villain. See too many dark nights and light the way you're living. They got me living. The plot is vivid and the I'm Eladio Nino. Real Everyday People. As always, happy Monday to everybody. And happy Juneteenth to everybody. I've never met all those who are sharing, subscribing. Thank you. I appreciate you. If this is your first time watching or if it's your 10th or 100th time watching, please make sure you go to YouTube and subscribe for me. So let, let, you know, let your friends know, your family, your cousins, and, uh, your neighbors. You know, yesterday out, was know, happy the name of the show uh, Father's Day people. So, was a great you know, I do it like that so that in one form or another, another everybody can relate. So it's been a big week. It's been a good week. It's been a invigorating and a long day today. I was grateful for it. I know it's been raining all day. Sometimes it kind of dictates and determines the way you think, the way you feel, stuff like that. But, you know, at the end of the day, man, that's what the earth needs. It's been really hot lately. And, you know, a lot of our grasses, trees, and all that good stuff, whatever water. Man, so you know you gotta learn how to appreciate all the where, elements you know, no matter how they come for um, the work for all those who watched the BET uh, awards last our, night they were so dope me and my wife we kicked back we chat chilled uh, we had popcorn snacks drinks and all that good stuff and I can honestly say that that was probably the best the best BET show that I had ever seen it was really dope they had a lot of old school people I believe it was their 50th anniversary big shout out to Buster Rhymes trying to get a long lifetime Emmy award um, I, I love I love everything that he had guess. to say, everything uh, that he's he been here shared, before. You know, he was really last real, year, came from the heart. Uh, definitely enjoyed that. Always got something. Positive uh, big going shout out to my and, man uh, Edward you know, Martell so much uh, at Martell Law Firm. Make sure you holler at him. He will take care of you. He's a criminal lawyer. He's from the neighborhood, and he's got a payment plan. So if you get into some trouble, you don't have all the money right then and there. He's gonna work with you. He's gonna get you together. And his hashtag is Mister Not Guilty. So make sure you holler at him. Big shout out to my man. Amazing to be here. <laughs> my man, uh, uh, yeah, Troy Gallantine out of Troy, I mean, out of uh, out of Flint. That's my brother. Much love. Appreciate your sponsorship, and, uh, and also you know, for John Metellus. A uh, big shout out as well to Rebecca like to uh, Rebecca Lugo and her husband for the American GI Form. Uh, they gave me an opportunity yep, no to speak to their youth yesterday. So let's talk about and, uh, you. Also, I was able to be a judge in the American GI Form for Detroit team this pageant. So big shout out to them, man. Always love showing you know love and respect to my elders of the community. They are pillars. Been here for years like different cities um, different but states, today man i got an awesome uh, guest you know happy to have him here he's got a hell of a story to share like and, and at your uh, age you know i hope like, somebody you know learns something from his story and uh, you got so much room uh, to you know uh, to grow no more further ado you know? i got my man steve yes Nike. it's honestly on, such a blessing yeah, to be able to be in here man i'm happy to have you here brother and including being waiting a long time for this huh yeah yeah for sure man but i'll tell you what um you know so we've got we've got a lot done. We built yeah, we built yeah, a no lot of positive things. Um, so let like since recently you, you know, just mentioned we it last up. year for June uh, and June then, you know what you've done on your own. You did a modeling so, yeah. Uh, Yes, you know, well, for Juneteenth, I it's, always, it's always good working with you, and I like to help out whenever I can. I'm always okay. at your calling, and I know the uh, favor is going to be returned, and especially I working with the youth, like we've been doing, coming to DHDC. I just love being there, coming over there, helping out whenever you need me. How do you get plugged in to the moment we met, you have been a huge help, bro. I remember since day one, the very beginning, bro, you came and you busted your ass. 
cash, you helped us Once load, you know unload, person, set up, break down. I mean, I was something like, damn. You'll never uh, you know, when you do no, you that's know, a certain really amount of time, and you come out with so much ambition, it's just really like bro, anything, you just want to you know, you do birds of a feather all this energy, you just don't know how to change. energy is there. Feel good about it. I'm glad you was able to channel that energy, bro, and tap in with me and help out the PhD resources. You know what I'm saying? Present themselves, opportunities. I appreciate you having me. And, I'm uh, glad, you know, I'm glad I'm able to do that. And this is a, one of my passion is, yes, for <clears throat> is sure. to give back. Being and, able you know, to work you know, with the Detroit We'll start with the story, you know, you know where I came from and everything. You know, I'm a, bringing that into my family is a descendant. Something I, our I descendants from Yemen. Work, but it does. And, mm-hmm. and I'm first generation. The modeling for okay. So I was born in New York, upstate New York, Lackawanna, New York, to be exact. I don't think anybody's born there anymore. Which they they don't have a hospital with Lackawanna anymore that gives as a maternity ward. They have to go to Buffalo. And Buffalo is not that far. It's a hop, skip, and a jump. It's right there, but we're south of it. So explain what exactly is cosplay? Man, okay, well, you know what? When I grew up in the 60s and 70s, over there because like I, well, I, I was born I was born in 63 hey man prison what? preserves man Holy prison Jesus. preserves God, <laughs> I thought we was the same age <laughs> 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 we did mermaids, well I was born in 63 so you know uh, I you did that recently I like the way you put that good story so cool and uh you know, yeah, we had no, wards over there. Um, like so first, second, not long third, ago, I had ward. seen um, a photo. We were in the first ward. You know, you could you already know now. You guys the first ward like a bunch of like compared to the other ones. You know, you know what, what I mean? It's like not really the ghetto, but I mean, like it was so just like different scenes. And I was like, damn, that looks really sweet. Projects, you really have to. Um, okay. And those really were nail the posture those were in the between look, where we lived. Yes, so you know what I'm when saying? they beefed, and uh, it was, was on like, our man, turn. Like you know what I mean? So you got a part there, of the first know? ward right so, here. So like, what was the project? The other ones, the Baker Homes, the idea of that. So whenever they have problems with some families or anything, I don't know why they beefed. It's well, just like all beefs that's out on the street. No one knows why they beef. Families will beef and they and will live in a bed for the homes or the, pro- uh, the projects. All over America and and uh, what and was going was on is that we lived around it was Arabs of Yemeni descent, Mexicans, Puerto Ricans, blacks, and whites. So, you know, where I find that at is in southwest Detroit. I don't see it anywhere else besides New York when you go to the city. You know, in New York City, you know, and all that. But right there, that's how it was. Just that first ward was like Southwest Detroit. You know what I mean? It just was not as large. And uh, we grew up, the neighbors was on, I grew up with. Yeah. Yemeni's behind me. And right next door was Puerto Rican. No, and that's a black really family dope. on the other and side. And we always called her Big Mama. I never knew her name. To be able and they to, used to whip uh, us. You know, make yeah. the facial You know, and that was our neighbors. You know what I mean? That's how we were. Yeah, they, hey, listen, they used to whip us. And you know what? And they used to give us a pat on school. And they need to bring that back. I don't know what they're doing now. How does that go? Because I'm sure Hey, listen, go in the coat room. My mom gave permission to do this shit to me. It was like when you do something wrong, go in the coat room. I'll be there. And they come with a big pedal. You know where it's coming. I mean, I never going to forget Miss K. 
Connolly. I figure that helps. <laughs> it was. She used um, to whoop me all the time. time I, I, I used to think piano, I didn't like, do nothing. I would change into a new I position. always did something, but <laughs> I used to tell myself that wasn't and nothing. But I go, I know. I would just go straight to the courtroom. I already knew what was coming here. I just go. She just give me that look. And All right, Miss Connolly, I'll just go right there. And I noticed that in that photo shoot, you actually it shot pictures it with did. other it did. I'm not gonna models lie, as well. And you know, when the so street lights came on, like, then I've you had to be in the house. Or the photo neighbors shoot, coming to get you. you. kill it every time. <laughs> but is it easier or harder? You <laughs> That's know, how it was. Get your butt in that house, you know. And so it's like, you know. that particular photo shoot. We grew up normal kids. The model, Christia, And you know, honestly, such a little bit Stuff, like oh, I got I got an older brother, Chicago. a it younger like, brother, we had such a great time and a younger together. sister. Made a great okay. friend there, and, um, and she was great to work we grew with because she helped it. me. She said that she was my a older dead brother before. was born over there. So I had an older had sister too, but I never met her. She passed away. So she taught me like I, I think throw your arm she was here. probably fourteen. Um, I never met her. Close the lid halfway. So she she got she was sick and she was still in Yemen. My older brother was born in Yemen, and the rest of us were born in New York. And in some of the ones, I didn't come here to eighty two, but we talked about model, that <laughs> as we go i went, went to school engaging. there i was really an athlete like a, it's very like okay. and uh, very i played soccer because we i mean we used to sure we used to play rough and tumble on the streets when we played so- uh, like that, you know it was like when it snowed it's not or, like, or even when it didn't snow we used to play football on the concrete and we had we tackle each other on the concrete i bet because i mean it takes a lot of focus a lot of kids in the block to get together that's why we call it rough and tumble creativity and then going through the natural transitions of just trying to nail it you know we used to do all that stuff you know you almost become a perfectionist i don't know you just i was an athlete because that's sometimes what they want when i played soccer and I had scholarships that, that I was going to go. I never got you those know? scholarships, man. Especially <laughs> with group shoes. I got married at the age of 17. going to pose one oh, way, then the and next then model is going to follow and suit. Especially the hey, man, it was the edge. Mm-hmm. Which is the, you know, honestly family, really you know, great uh, because then the you get to see the different types like of interpretations that the model next to you guys are going to get. So you so find somebody like over like here, or you like, go I'm in the do like this type of pose. We're gonna find you somebody. So was like, it an arrangement, or you made? <laughs> no, I said well, I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna like pick this girl that, that I know. No, you it's know, your world. I know. I don't know who rocked whose world, but I'm gonna tell you one thing. It only lasts so a year. I messed up all the girls I had at school because she came. She was living in Buffalo at the time. So she came to our school district. Is it boys and then we're going to school together. And I'm the athlete. And all these girls now are salty. But I got I married. Think the hardest was she like from your school or was she from the neighborhood? No, I mean she's serious? from the Yemeni wow, community. Okay, and that's but she lives in Buffalo. Confidence she lives in, South in children, okay. it comes naturally and to them. They don't see like the world as. I don't know. We were the talk of the But when it comes to grown-ups, city, it's like harder for them to get over like, the barriers we were born, I was, of you know, like we feeling young. confident enough we to walk down the runway, and they were confident enough to wear the lovebirds, whatever. I mean, I didn't see it that way. I just thought it was a decision. That Those are you the go hardest to, Yemen to be able to and marry somebody you don't know, or you know. But once but you I mean, do, you find I did love her. You know, it's not like, like I didn't. Honestly, you know? astounding. You know, At least how is it for kids? Your ability, ability of understanding directions, or does that get yeah? And too? you know, I want I want to admit, like, okay, you know, so that I didn't know at the time of growing up, postpartum depression. Just live in a world they own. I love seeing children. You know, always saying like just walking in their own intention and their own purpose because they're just they live freely, they laugh freely, they run, they play, and. So, but I can't imagine just like I'm like having a, having a child and trying to direct them. Mm-hmm. To so then I was fighting to keep my daughter. Like, I ain't trying to hear all that. And you I left with her. Came to Michigan. Well, 
It depends on so who's I had two telling months them left because sometimes graduate, if I'm not my scholarships. in like my, I'm talking about I was on the news, man, all my the time. Events, mm-hmm. and like I mean, I had crowds. schools from everywhere. So if I'm not fully like <coughs> uh, with giving all me scholarships, they won't man, really listen to me. Ass, but I don't once know if I, I get into like here, <laughs> I mean, I go to the gym and everything still, but but you know, kicking a kicking a ball, I don't know, man. I want to tap that ball. I was like, man, my knee hurt. Yeah, that's so and uh, it's it just a funny because sixteen birthday party. Being being young, you don't know. You and, and uh, I appreciate older. the invite. You know what I'm and saying? And now Thank I wish you. I was back in my uh, high school. I thought days. it was so the dope the way you guys life. put Honestly, it together. I know, like bro. When we were young, birthday we were like party, but it was like an event. Grown. I mean, you had vendors. I kind of had to grow up fast because theme going. You had my whole ripped the runway. So at a young age, modeling show. I was like, man, like that was really dope. The DJ was dope and stuff like that. Young I was age, I was already uh, living proud and happy to life, be a, you know, so I don't really have, yeah, you know, you were my grandma's favorite, of, you know, to be honest, of the night. And then the <laughs> she could not that stop talking have, about you. Know you. Know I mean? <laughs> but you know, I did host an you know, uh, event for my Sweet you know, 16, day, and man, it you know, was to benefit domestic violence survivors. We were able to provide eight families with full gifts and a full Christmas, which I am so happy to be able to say that we were able to do that. I just, I know traditionally there's a lot more, you know, And then we were able to culture kids to be able to model grown-ups from all around that much these and days. It was honestly well, still, we got still, to meet so many still vendors, there. so many in some people. areas. And having so, I mean, hey, at least you had an option because like some places don't even give you that. No, it, it was so we much. Marry my daughter, or we chop your head off. Diversity, <laughs> <and> modeling, <laughs> shotgun wedding, designers, and you know, you know, you know, you have people all sizes, short, tall. I mean, I kind of, I'm kind of, you know, what I really want, but everybody was just embracing whatever they were, whatever they had. I, I got a Hazel like Pack high they because was killing it. And it was I came nice here. I didn't even live in Hazel Park. I wanted to liberation adult and education type of freedom to just, just to get a GED and get the night school at Hazel Park because I went to Wayne County it, Community you know, College. Males, females. After I got the GED, I wanted to pass the test right then and there. Everybody and then there, I said, man, man I want a high school diploma. Job. Forget the GED. You know, I know and I was going to Wayne County Community College like together, you know? and going to night um, school. Get, so I got it. I got that. And you had the, the about another four months later. The pull up. Okay. I got that. You know, that the, you really know the high dope. school diploma. Yeah, Who that taught was you how to value a great education? friend of mine, Tony. He has man, his own brand, Black Fox. That night I was actually able to debut my And I always tell them that I said I'm going to come back to Lackawanna and I want to talk to the kids over there. There's I said, by like one condition, I come and talk to the high, in the high school. I want my high school diploma. I want to, I want from the Lackawanna High Steelers. I want my high school diploma. I was able to make them. You know, we make a joke like about it because now the community dresses, over there, the school board, the majority of them, wasn't like that. I remember, I remember when I was a kid and we went to the second war. Another thing, man. We got stopped by the police and we over there messing with the girls. So I got, I got stopped by the police. You know what they? That was the time when. No Iran had a problem with the United States. They were it. saying go back like to Iran. I just was like doing it all the time. I was since looking I at this cop. Mm-hmm. Man. So I was cussing him out. They, they want to lock and me up. So I was able to make I'm like 14, dresses, man. I'm like 14. I remember, you know, like I can't believe this. I wouldn't tell my dad. He's friends with the mayor. Man, that's really cool. When I got married, that cop. Oh, for real? With security at my wedding. Hey, that that was that's crazy, right? That's crazy shit. But then I was like, man, that's that cop. Right, um, and they say, um, yeah, the um, mayor, 
of your uh, the talent. The did that your dad, yeah. Your, he had him uh, do that. And I was like, man. Everything, said, the whole model. I kind of felt like weird about it at the time. Hey, back then. I mean, hey, so back then, if you see my wedding pictures, I had a fro, man. I had you have to play roles. I had a fro, but I was curly. And everybody, that was a style back then. You know, but I don't know. Matt was then. I kind of feel like my life went the other way around. Serenity's helping hands. When all that happened. all the things. Because, you know, when you're an athlete, you got you score nine goals a game. You got 63 goals in a season. I'm trying to find out who's broken any of my records yet because I'm still, if somebody broke my records, I'm coming to get them, you know. You know, so I make that a joke all the time. But when I came, we came here in 82, How did you me and my daughter came to my brother's house. I mean, I Seven Mile and Van Dyke. Did your family come too? No, nah, they, they, they followed later. They followed. They followed. I and see you get like pet food donated. I think I my mean, parents moved um, out here in '86. All kinds of like, uh, okay. you got the Detroit Princess. And they moved around like, you got the block all these, all these from my brothers who are just. Mm -hmm. But then I wasn't around my daughter a lot because to be able to I didn't want to him so his wife in the community. Like my brother, like kind of raised my daughter, and I would go there. I would take well, odd jobs Serenity's and then I would live hands, as you said, with a one of my cousins and, and go back we've been and forth that point. and stuff like that. And then calling companies and organizations and asking, can we... And I was still going to school. Can we get some low-income families into this building so we could give them experiences they normally wouldn't have? And how'd you get into the drug game? That, what, what with the community you? that started and, and backing who, us like, while we were who gave giving like the bag. That's, why, the bag. that's like what food. that's why I said and it came food. around when it came out, out it, here. They were giving when us. When I came phones, out here, that's where it turned around. Kids, I saw all people these enjoying their time and Everybody what more do people want to see than children being happy? You know, we in the streets. My brother owned the store. Older brother had a store on Buffalo and Loops. That's in Six Mile. McNichols and Davidson area. And enjoying mm -hmm. their time, and, and it's amazing. While well, I was working no, there, really dope. I started um, out selling weed out of like the Detroit <laughs> Tigers. <laughs> hey, people have five, nickel bags, I mean, dime bags. Every time I, I look on bags, Facebook, like, them you guys up, are right? like, hey, who they would double the size, and I'm getting them next year. You know, enjoy this, enjoy that. Who needs this? Who needs that? And I'm like, man, um, you know, that's really so honorable. And then for you, it started off a little, little shit. You know what I mean? Next year, and just to even have that mindset, you know, because in in this world today, there's more. My brother went went in, you know, at that time, and you know, to be at your age, it's just it's really nice to see. And, and uh, I thought we had the all the cars. And we your went back to New York. So by '88, y'all like was already balling for growth and uh, so many man, big no, things. No, we were you know, balling. People are going to want to invest in you. Okay, when I was when, after I got here, two years that's later, that's what we're hoping for. We had all kind of cars. I'm every trying day. every day to be able to get I'm, I'm more talking about, companies man, and organizations. You name it, we had it. We were a dream for real. Hey man, fifty birds a month was nothing for some young kids. You know what I mean? And you know it was. Like, summer and we're man, gonna be able to bring do all this American money? girl to low You know what I mean? What we gonna do? We just kept and on buying shit. It was honestly and very after that, hard you know, he got popped while I was in Yemen. Um, like to rise up here. You moved back, but once you did, once you I moved to Yemen, got like the stepping stone, okay. there's no I limit going to, to school then. I went to what Yemen. Is American girl? A year later, my American brother girl gets popped. Is, and I was like, it's American Girl Dolls. It's a brand of dudes, dolls. I had one when I was a little girl. So did my sister. I'm driving Lamborghinis. 
and, and all these ca crazy cars that you can't even say. drive in no <laughs> desert or no <laughs> and no rocky hills but and stuff like that. Come on, man, they ain't got so no Lambos in there. I ain't never seen so one. You know, they said they said this is what he got. He's the man behind everything, man. I was a peon. Well, look at it. We just had some money, and you know. It was, you know, a real talk, and then man. We provide books. I stay there. As well as I stay there to 91. I was like, and oh, man, also back. American Girl. They mentioned doll my name in court while he's going. They provide and he got, yeah. and he had a. a They've been so happy enterprise. when I seen him. So but what was that like, transition like? When we were in you know, Orlando, in the there States, were like you know what I'm saying, eight of the girls were six years you know, old, babies, and they were all little, wide-eyed, like little baby puppies, and I was. They were like big tribes. What is oh, you know, oh, that's so, you know how the that's natives so have tribes, uh -huh. it was big adorable. clans, big families. Yeah, really well, we got a big oh, family, and our family. And, I mean, they're looking up to you. You know, you know what I'm saying? They're, they're admired mm -hmm. and inspired by you. That's who you know. You know, and uh, man, there ain't no We broke so much laws over there. So that I brought that mentality back here, thinking I was untouchable too. That you had because I was getting away with everything. Grateful. I'm talking about when they had the north, the south was communist, and they had they were having. Some really treaty to make uh, it one country, so we end up trick with the cross and we did a whole photo. So shoot. we went and down there. Like so now I used to have a car. I didn't want to. You know what I'm saying? Like that was a blessing for my vehicle. So, you know, thank you. For it was a Land Cruiser. So I mean, you it was know, a if you have a, if the car costs one hundred fifty thousand. Uh, <laughs> like I was astounded when he said tax. that he would meet with us so to have a photo shoot. Way, a way around and it, yeah. Especially because a way around it, a way around it is to mark an army. I was like, when I was a little, if you kid, got connection. We only had a few movies to watch on the beach. Family in there, unless you're in your city, your family. There's women in there. It's cool. You get away with this congeniality. So you kind of see where it went. I used to ride the family in the city. It was great to be able to like outside the city. I'm going to the after, south. Like, now we went down there. Being like, he's so cool. Now I hope so ain't no cool. Yemenis listening then, to my whole story. <laughs> like, it's kind of like embarrassing because I'm past those days. Yeah, where, you I know, know we got to talk real. about the past and, to uh, get to the It was present. dope that and, we were uh, able to take the pictures. We went down to the, the south. Plaza, we got some girls the down there because they were communists. They still have liquor. They don't have no liquor. Like, and I mean, you been killing it though. Like, I swear you would think they got doing this since like for years. Before you come in and when you exit out the city. So they stopped at the checkpoint. I said, man, she looked like Tyra Banks taught her some stuff said, well, or you something a, you know smart what I'm like just very and you natural. got some females like, you in the car how, you know the place right, your said, hand your chin your, you know the eye contact my just father, no way my father gonna like, find out we got all this liquor in here and we got these women in here too and working with you like and he said what do you want me to do the driver I said for us I mean coming from Detroit that's that's yeah bust to the checkpoint they're chasing us down the privilege of meeting his I came out I'll come out with the AK on the top thinking they're gonna shoot at us but they didn't they just Chase Rondo, Sonny so we dropped Rondo, one of my cousins off guys, at the top uh, of the mountain. Uh, right till we got to the next city, they, uh, he held them so off. Into the he ended up only going to jail business, for six months. You know, they're actors, they would have got him writers, out. Directors, but because they try to punish us for all that type of stuff. That. And, mm -hmm. and this is our own family. Shit, this I think you should, you know, shoot a shot. You might be in one of the why we took off. He just thought, you know, they've invited me to several. Well, we make it back to the next checkpoint. They stop us there. It's my family. Came to find out my cousins, Trick and Diesel were brothers, and I was like, damn, that's really cool. 
and then they then and they then came the privilege they come to the house to be with both of them they doing come a to photo shoot with one and a week later i'm surround you know, the house movie premiere with the now other i'm you know? on the rooftop so, you know it's really cool with, I'm just with, glad with a machine gun you know, right able to build these then y'all ain't coming in here right this is the crazy shit that goes on over there gives us a better chance you can break any laws so we call yeah we call people that we know from the government they surround the police from down there shout out to the photographers you guys are that's, what, that's the kind of shit was going yeah. on. Yeah. So you get they, cocky they were the ones and stuff that like that. So I that shit got to like your head. I know yeah. you, I know you so could I tell like, you shit after that. Patrick was here, right? like, we want to have so a good photo shoot. Let's do anyway, it. Anyway, we got like, away you know with what? that. I know these Even people. I know who would be great for it. I'm like, you, Talking about you ain't getting my son. He's American. You don't got nothing to do with anything you guys are accusing him of. right? going. That was so fun. And the girls are still yeah, in the car, but it's, all of them. it's actually fun People. for the photographer to inside, house say they inside the trunk. I said, well, say, I said, we got to get them but, out of uh, here. Uh, taking pictures so of they gotta get out. They like they go. were just so adjusting, readjusting, back, you know, moving. Like I was up. like, damn, like they was wrong. That's like that's like embarrassing. Tell that they were to have this kind of you know story being told. I don't know. That's where. All the photography world, came but, from you know, where I thought seemed I was like everything was very fluid. And you listen, you know, you've got a relationship say? with your U.S. government versus Nigeria. You know they know I went against you know, the U.S. government. That's what I looked at when they like indicted me. Very mm-hmm. insane, and you ain't gonna you know look. I said the U.S. government. They were they were catching. God, when I read it, I'm like, I ain't never seen nothing like that. You know, I'm thinking, man, the whole government. Why they want to fight me? You know what I mean? I'll give in. Just tell you know what the hell. But you ain't gonna give me no damn life. I said, that's what you're trying to give me. We're going to try. Move so much more fluidly. But you know this that, that was in 2006. So then you know what's gonna mm-hmm. happen. We, I came you're back like here and that's when to do more like transitions. I said, Okay. More I tested the waters. I was and they feel straight. more comfortable you know what coaching I mean? you as no well. Problem, no problems, no Because then they'll like, they'll so tell you, like, I want right. What kind of time did your brother get? Looking like this. He got, and they get, he like, the exact photo they want. Okay. But then you could also wow. get the photo you right. want yeah. when you're, like, when you yeah, get, like, the regular pose. He could have got 10 on appeal. So out of all the cities that going all the way with it, thinking the judges might, you know, Give him a break. Definitely mm-hmm. New York. But they already <laughs> offered him. We'll give you the ten. He's like, no. Okay. He thought. Uh, I, New York. He thought like I thought. I, I love thought Detroit. Okay, yeah. I'm a Detroit <laughs> girl. I mean, I should have learned but from that because here I am. Compared to New York, everything's far away. When I got in New York, invited, you could go from one place just. Travel all the way to the, mm-hmm. to the other side of, of like, the a plea, island. But I'm glad I didn't take Isn't the plea. Because the plea, I end up getting travel less to the other than the side plea. of New York City. Because my plea was five 20. minutes on the and trains the, or whatever. The I got the subways. 37 years and for Rico. Here it's a lot harder. You got to wait for we'll buses that, that come every hour, every ahead every right now. But you know, I came back and I was so there you go. I was smooth sailing. And then not doing anything wrong. Going, you know, doing my thing, you know, with school. Got a bad so already new to Broadway, language. so well, there's yeah, no way to top that. Here, so <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like you're pretty studious. Yeah, yeah. But I went, I, yeah, I got New York. Bachelor's so let's degree talk about Broadway. And, uh, um, you've been in mechanical engineering. Yes, I have. And okay. I got a second one in Near Eastern that? Studies. Um, I was, well, I was I started there, to take some master's I courses. Did, I was doing New York but Fashion Week. I was like, man, just opened up some businesses. What was I doing during that time? That's when I opened up Pancho Villas. An audition, I think. Okay. And then yeah. opened up Pancho Villas with a partner. Not completely. His parents sure. actually owned one house. I remember Haciendas. would go up and down Broadway. Okay. I was going to see so, Hamilton. Uh, you're Yemeni. You open oh, up a I Mexican know. restaurant called Pancho Villas. 
they were a hundred fifty dollars <laughs> ticket. <laughs> well, tell you the truth, Tra- man, I didn't, I didn't I open had it for me. I opened I it to help him out. My mom. <laughs> and then, so it was either one or the other. He, he ended up paying no rock scissors for that. Yeah, you already had your mind made up. He passed away. I want to go, but I know I couldn't leave her outside because that was just evil. It happened. What happened happened. I ended up with the. Not to say. Okay. I remember what I'm doing. What one time she had a hotel room when we did. We're in Chicago. I did when I didn't. But me and my brother had enough to go in, but we didn't have enough for her ticket. <laughs> I'm doing dishes sometimes. So she ended up sitting mm. in the I'm hotel helping. room. I'm busting tables. But she got to see I'm one of the cast members out. when I'm they came out the because we went home. I really don't um, know nothing We went to the hotel mm. like, you know what I mean? right the, after it ended because we didn't the, want her to be worried. The business aspect of it. But I, she when got I to came in there, I said, I'm going to start at the Even bottom. if she didn't see it. So I, I guess that's I said, I got to learn how this goes. And I never actually learned how to cook it. Cook that stuff. You're supposed to some be doing something with the Broadway soon or something. Mm-hmm. Like you're supposed to be in a play. <coughs> so uh, what we had you, Mexicans you mind, in mention something about we Annie had, uh, and uh, something else. What was the other thing you mentioned? And there we had, um, we had, man, we had like a play. 31st? in the kitchen. Was we had that? Like yeah, okay. Right. Where'd you guys get the recipe? Well, from? I've been partnering well, with the ambassador theater group, which presents Broadway in Detroit. As and well and as he broke away from his parents. I said, you know, and your parents are down the street. with them you as sure you well open up as over here? They're Broadway not too far. Like, within, within three miles. Broadway, which and he said, yeah, I got my own recipes. And they're going to be so, putting but up I mean, okay. So I said, all right, man, it's up to you. That. That's what you want to do. And that's coming up the Then fifth, I said, man, the I found out they kicked him out. You know, So you're already pursuing an acting career. So now you design clothes. And I was like, all right, model. And now you're ready to go get trained to do some acting. What's going on? We end up expanding. Acting and singing. It's... Yeah, seems like a, what you've seen and yeah, it's kind of dancing it's like a place. whole I loved I loved every girl one man band that's what you are I mean <laughs> you gotta make it work right very, very yeah <laughs> definitely and it's important to be able to be multi-talented and everything that you and learn every time I'm around to learn you invite me in almost every aspect the most upstanding hospitality like I knew a guy he once told me bro when I came to your home bro I mean I felt like a king I mean everyone there but he said you know I started out working in restaurants. I started out I, I gave you my seat I, I was about <laughs> to say that bro You yeah, had me at the he- at the head of the <laughs> table bro You know what I'm saying That's how you much hospitality You let me sit at the head job. of the table <laughs> like, You know what I'm saying I felt like the man that day Boy you know, I said and, man and hey, You were the biggest one there too Exactly You have a beautiful family man They have you know great you It's like you're constantly Wonderful bro And you're only 16 And you already know how to do all these things So I'm learning the culture Five to the ten food years, was just like you're already gonna like be there. It was you know, just a it's like it's gonna all come to you, bro. You're gonna have Thank to you for working as hard. I think it's home. gonna be. Hey, you welcome any time. You're gonna be in, in demand. I was in high demand. By that, you know, man, I mean, appreciate it. Even when you invited us <coughs> and the seats looking for uh, you know creative people. I mean, just pure who can kill any genre of modeling and all that type of stuff. Because you know, I love you guys. That's why I do that. You know, are they feel somebody in your heart, man? Just different categories. Or what is it called yep, when it comes no to like <coughs> photo <laughs> shooting in my head? Because having a good heart got like me fucked over a lot in my <laughs> lifetime. Well, you know, category I mean? so nice it happens, but you to don't do stop good doing it. Kind of the same. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And like, so what is one of your favorite kind of modeling to do, like or photo shoots? 
It's definitely going to be high fashion and ball gown photo shoots. I love them. I love them so much. Big poopy dresses. I love being a princess. Just the Southwest Detroit. No. You guys ain't got the only Mexican restaurant that's good because they come out from Southwest to see me. And I used to think they're coming out to see me. it is like five seconds. No, no, they were coming out for the food. I pop up and there's people there eating. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Hey, man, you guys knew I was going to come in there. So, and then you always hear when we come. I said, no more discounts for you. <laughs> I thought you were coming for me. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, it's good to know yeah. that people come so out. So sometimes and, you know, they just, will even require you to come in, like, eight in the morning when your set that. goes on at 3. That restaurant was down here. Or they'll have to come in, like, 9 o'clock and your thing goes on at 5. Mm-hmm. You know, so I had one in Dearborn, too. It's like a whole day's process into getting ready and preparing for I had one over there. But once you're on that stage, you get your five minutes in. Uh, well, it feels That's like when I was, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. locked seconds. up in the recession. But the, yeah, it feels down. it feels really long uh, once so, you're up you know, there, that but that it feels short crowd. once you get off. So I that know place, you're like, man, I spent all this time preparing for these first month. seven and seconds of fame. And that one, but it's good. I mean, you kill it, you feel good, you get out there. We went out, it was so authentic. I love artwork, engaging with the crowd. I was like, damn, making the eye something as a souvenir. I was like, man, you got the coldest pictures I ain't ever seen before. It was the old really have to engage. With the La Pita restaurant, you know, they are they definitely a huge part of it, building. especially okay. when you walk them. out and they all, so what? The, the whole crowd is cooperating down, and everyone's like doing their clapping. Because like, you know, you know, it's kind of respectful for everybody as they come out. You know me, bro. I work in reentry, baby. That's what I do. I train people, get them jobs, you know, healing circles, all that. Everyone's cheerful and wants to keep the energy going. I can't say they might not have no felonies or something. You know, I don't care about that. You know, I'll hire anybody. They worked in the chow hall. You know, (laughs) (laughs) that's the experience. (laughs) They'll figure it out. Shout out to my man, uh, Ferris Jahat, man. You know, um, he had told you know, me about, uh, you know, I when he started out in the restaurant business, he was a manager you know, at Leo Coney Island. I think that you could really inspire and airport. motivate somebody. And he told me, there. like, when he started, um, like, you know, he started out, like, busboy, washing and, dishes, you know, just learn how to, eventually uh, learn you know, how to cook, learn how to host, learn the business. Like, he was like, I wanted to learn every aspect of the restaurant business. I had to start at the bottom. I had to learn how to wash the dishes, how to do this, clean this, wipe this, then cook this, and then first. I started prepping. I was a prep cook. Who, uh, then I became, you know, they you follow you. They right, line right, cook right. and all that good stuff. And so he was like, just like, uh, you know, any opportunity, you know, that that's that's the way to, that uh, I was able to, you know, for him to be able to build a business was to learn. Work. You know, I definitely want to even start able to bottom. Like a lot of people, they want to start off. There's always throughout the city all kinds of modeling engagements, and you know, Southwest, like we, you know, it's very, you know, honorable for somebody. And in order to be successful, you want to learn bases. But I think that, you know, modeling. Um, I, I, anything to do with but some people got too much pride oh, I, ain't I definitely uh, would love for you to partake in no it you know what I'm saying because you do this, uh, such a good job and I think it's, that it's, your you presence know, you have and to your learn, skills after the you know what I'm prison saying experience, like, speak for themselves and you, you, got, you got to have to humble yourself it's not even like you went to because you getting 16 cents an hour and it was like you just fell into it that's how it was in the feds I don't know what we all was doing good I've had some amazing coaches 38 cents a day 38 cents a day you was getting 16 cents an hour you Winning, bro. We had about a thirty-two dollar check a month. Every time yeah. I'm learning something, and if you owe the I'm store man, you ain't even gonna get that. <laughs> I'm learning from how they do it. And yeah, and I'm I'm even I, before I got that restaurant, I, I was I feel married. Like it helps, it helps two other a lot times after mm-hmm. that. To be able to watch and learn from these people. My son's mom. So far, what's been like the hardest genre of modeling for you? I got he he was raised. 
with his siblings I think also. The hardest then would probably when be when I got married in '87 in Yemen. Oh my god, it's so fun! I don't know what's really hard about it. It's like I don't really have like too much hard stuff about it. Nine grandkids. I mean, that's good. That's great. It's great when you you love and enjoy what you do. I know. Yeah, I know. And you know, it's just you know, no. Was there ever a time or a point where you thought that I was always wearing heels for the rest of my life? Especially ever after having six kids, I've been through so much infidelities that I didn't think anybody would deal with me. You know what I mean? I mean, just trying to, you know, when, when uh, and after, after that, you know, I, go I bought that and business. walk around the city or walk the other business, and then I had and West Warren Instinct Byron Grill. I did. Okay. And then everybody from Southwest was coming over there. So heels. Oh my God. It was so bad. I had DJ McLove coming in there. Damn, and for real. His wife bartended over there. Walks, I can't mm. walk the And, straight. you know, we had everybody and from Southwest coming so over hard, there. And it makes it so hard because I can Even though they came on this side of, you know, on this side of Detroit, you know, on the west side. That's when I got Sometimes if I hear it's a photo walk, I'm like. That bar was really just a hangout. You know what I mean? Shout out to Mick Millet, man. That's a my man, right walking there. in Jay McLeod, boy. Hurricane Production, Spasa La Balava. Hurricane used to come to with him. Hey, man. We were downtown Chicago, so it was like a lot of like industrial areas. Yeah, you know, just. So how many restaurants did you have in total? I was working on number three. Okay. With As far as ponchos. I was going to get one. I didn't know what a photo was. Farmington. And my mother and didn't know what a photo walk That didn't is. happen because I got and indicted. And so that meant that she went out. But she I was, went uh, to the, like, I had the Byron Grill. She thought she could come and back I had in a pet store in Bloomfield. But we were all Aqua Bloomfield. Exotics. So I was How by myself. How did you myself. have time what? Yeah. I had partners. I was walking around everyone. by you know, myself somebody in had, Chicago. You know, you got to delegate. With like five and, and now I'm actually doing some work. like an hour and, and a half. It does. It's not. It's not. It was so bad. Everybody expects me. So what do you do with all the photos that you Like, do you But I like being out there with the people, talking to to the people what is it that you, you know do? i don't know why i feel like, comfortable is talking content to the customers. that you record i mean I, when i came out and places i had a lot of anxiety how does that go well it's you know, kind of like all of the above I feel well, like we'll I'm, take content like to put on our social media pages and when i'm in a restaurant like in the chow hall you know how you kick it and they come in there even though i don't know them it's like you're kicking it with them i don't know if that's what it is or just you know like <coughs> that's how I feel mm -hmm. with all, and, uh, and with everyone's consent we get everyone's consent you know when I but I started them, when we'll I had that bar to that's when I started promote Serenity's Helping Hands we'll do it to promote okay. our you, you know we used pages. to use drugs and all that but we'll used to be I was gonna ask you when you started <laughs> selling coke did you start doing magazine. coke too? Man, I, wasn't, I, I messed no. with it I messed with mm -hmm. it you know what I mean but so it wasn't yeah, like hardcore like one later you and know, you stay so busy. Like, how do you I'm find tell you, when time I got to off the do hook, everything? I mean, when I became you got to think. You got to do hair. You Detroit Highwaymen. I mean, do you get to choose your own clothes, or do they? I was pick one of the, the leaders for you for the whatever theme they're shooting man, for. Or how does we that just go? so partying well, all the time. On what type mm -hmm. of oh, there's a lot of good dudes in there. There's a lot of good dudes. And a lot of everybody didn't fucking party like that. You know what I mean? But there was a few of us that party. We like to party. We like to hang out. We used to be at Eight Mile every day. Most of the time, at the clothes provided, to keep them. Man, let me tell you how. How it started is okay, like, man, cool. you're not riding you this bike. Yeah. Drunk but like sometimes this. I get to okay. make and my own outfits, such as the mermaid shoe. I did a sober yeah, shoe, like a vintage 60s car shoe. Uh, you're drinking and a I got fifth. to make like my own poodle oh. skirt. And, you know, and, like, so then dress like two it, it went spiral so downhill. It's being like able to control my own. I'm talking about you wake up, this is what you're doing. At certain points, 
I, I was about 17 pick, years like, old when I started selling cocaine, bro. And, it gets you know, I grew up around hard. a lot of adults. Uh, I got so you know, a lot of uncles. Some at a time and, makes it easy. You know, that was, that was really the family business. Weed and coke. Because they were social drugs. You know what I'm saying? How much modeling I probably got like my first Detroit when I was like 17, 18 You think like you may have to travel and go somewhere else You know what I'm saying? You know, shout out to my guy, man. I ain't even gonna put his name out there. Kind of, yes. I do believe that traveling to different cities and states will help enhance the career because in Detroit you will get eventually like I end up just getting lost in the sauce but it's still a small city for modeling as there are not many jobs up here other than like fashion shows nobody really had jobs everybody was just partying and selling drugs you know what I'm saying so drugs is always plentiful you know weed was always my thing there's not really any like commercial modeling jobs which makes it harder to do here it ruined my life for a minute you know what I'm saying because I didn't know how to control that shit you know you know, when I was a lot younger, Killer, you know, a lot of people used to Chicago's say Chicago's got a great modeling shit, area too. Once well. I got up into selling it, yeah, it was plenty I just you have a very um, using it. Very authentic yeah, that look about life, yourself. You know, I became you know, very, even uh, foreign. You know what I'm saying? You look violent, like you Maltese, you know what I'm Italian. And, uh, you got you all know, like you, my mother, like you I mean, my daughter's a, mother. Magazine I mean, I was young, Paris, bro, you know what I'm saying? Like that, and, you, know? Uh, you know, I, I made and, a lot uh, of bad mistakes. I think that in New York, and they they have so much diversity out there. You know, I didn't realize the power that drugs have. You know, you're doing a lot of reckless shit. You consume it. And then, you know, it was at a young age. It's plentiful, so it's like I'm just snorting every Day now. I mean, like you know myself I mean? and like and anybody, like you know, a year later, I what is success? And I was just you know, like, uh, man, you look like shit. You know what I mean? And I felt like shit. You ever talk to yourself in the mirror? Talk to why you doing this? That happened. I did that one time. And I want to enjoy another line. You know, like part of it and what you contribute from it. I mean, you know, I used to talk guns ultimately when I was younger. You need money. And not thinking, you know, you know, when I really went and got a legal pistol. So when I'm 38 like, years old, I don't know. Something told me, let me just go get a legal pistol. How easy or hard? You know what I mean? Next thing you know, I started a collection. Well, mm-hmm. I happen to have an <coughs> then, you know, it's just I had now I'm um, legal, right? There's a woman named Lori. No criminal I record. Love her so nothing. Much. I got liquor licenses she's in my name. She's a great donor. College degrees. She's provided business a lot of man. my trips for me. Now the feds is after and me. She's like an aunt you know, at this and point. I've my phone is wiretapped. You know, and I'm talking about back when I used to paint houses. Reckless. Okay. Uh-huh. I'm talking it would be about me and my mom, that and we went to go paint her that type huge of shit. house. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful. I get. I'm, I'm in Bayside, and she's getting ready to sell I'm it. I'm in Bayside, and, and my man, then, I ain't gonna mention his like, name. You have to take cool. these opportunities. I end up knowing his mom and all that. He was friends with one of my girlfriend's brother at the time. He came. We had a little road rage. These are things that could help change your life. He came up on me, and I'm in the Benz. Looking through you her perspective right my head. So has honestly changed my life. Said, as I, now I see, trigger, these are things that are never going to happen again. You know and I might as well capture the times. moment. Damn. And, and having her he as a took donor, off and he dropped. it helps so much. And he dropped two blocks down, but he didn't die. Of asking for mm. from now I'm going not to as court to save his ass. It makes it a lot easier. And I got, I remember I caught the real elder. You know, people give out of the kindness of the police there. And what happened? What happened? You know, give with strings attached. Club you know, and it's like, um, you know, he just, you know, shot like mindful, I'm in the Benz. I shot him, you know, who you wins, windshields. Oh, you weren't Except alone. Your sponsorship, yeah, he got hit here from, and here. He went, they came, you know, overall, came. I think now I'm all over the AKs out the trunk, you know, are, are just, you know, putting it inside the house. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's all my shit, grow, but you know, I'm legal. 
necessity. So I'm waiting for the police um, to, to come. Now the cops come and they said, yeah, you took weapons out. You, know, you can't go in that house. You do. People do. <laughs> you can't go in that house. How the hell they know you took weapons in there? <clears> the ambulance. Oh, So I'm taking my vest off. And that's unfortunate because it's that one time that you can get an interview or have this dude, he got your skills. He got his vest. Everything he had said hi to you. You know? I was and, like, man, um, do you got anything that doesn't say how I'm not? And what's great too is that person. <laughs> and, I'm and sure then he, they see fucking, so he was done. We put all that shit in the house. You possess, you know, Our emblems and everything. And, such a and I left the fucking buckle on. You know, you know how to articulate yourself. So like cops came. They said, like, you don't want to talk. You're a future businesswoman. What's there to talk about? Attorney's coming. No attorney's going to come at midnight. I said, man, he's on his way. He's coming. So you know, you keep up the good. So I waited. Keep doing. By the time he got there, staying focused. Cops are getting. I don't know. Antsy. I mean, everybody naturally has. I said, why you took that one? I didn't fire that one. There's times we still got to get up and go perform, but not really. So I took. I shot seven times. Hit him four. I was mad as hell. I was like, I'm a bad shot. Even though you don't feel like. Dude, the ambulance driver said. Well, when I'm going up for photo shoots, if I'm not at my A game. I'll tell my mother. Tell them everything, right? So he's telling me, here's a scenario. I need someone to help me, to hype me he's up. And us, she's like the most be amazing type woman. Came up She'll tell me, like, gangster. you can do this. I believe so in you. About, You've man. done so many before. Man. You could do you this again. And having her help me get into the right headspace. It's like being able to know that you can do it from someone else. Helps you do it yourself. Yep. You know, then the guy said, I don't want to talk to him no more now. Because <laughs> he said, so, he said um, let me tell you right now. Some of the people that yeah. Used to, like, you in the <laughs> yeah, I was like, man, I said, like, listen, who, man, um, wait for my turn. Have you met He'll be here. Like He'll end up coming. And then he said, well, as soon I as we, he said, um, this is what you just said. He Katrina Shackelford, she's a model. Nothing happened, right? I look up to her so much. She's one of my favorite people in the world. Right? They said, you better hope he died. She's taught me all I know as a model. Um, I said, who died? He said, the and guy who I shot. And who to me would be Naomi Shalom Harlow. Right. I and I said, <laughs> man, I hit him. I said, then I'm finding out who he is. Boys that I know yeah, know him. Okay. Right? Mm -hmm. Dudes he was locked up with, called him in prison. I said, don't worry I about it. I'll them. go over there. Oh, that's like who, that's who I want to okay. meet them. Okay. I, now they mad I've at me. I've studied Shalom Harlow and Naomi Campbell's walk over and over a thousand times. To learn they locked me up walk. over the weekend. They put me in the same bullpen the with them. Yeah, by accident. By accident. They asked me, are you okay? Are you okay? I said, hell yeah, I'm all right. He tried to give me a lifesaver. I said, man, you're going to need that. Big top model. You know, he tried to give me a lifesaver, man. And yeah, I'm over the weekend in the bullpen. I'm When I see you, I'm like, man, she's cultivated. I didn't even come out the quarantine. I went straight back to court. From there, and then... You know yeah. who was his attorney? And you got a trip Robert Blake. Soon back to he said, "Man, I just need you or, to say what's in his yeah, report." Or you in Chicago? Say I know. I said, "Man, I can't." I don't know. Your mom made so many states that you had to do. You just said my attorney, Mike Krieger. They yeah. went and brought up Mike Krieger. I didn't even hire him, right? World and I, yeah, yeah. Can't wait to go out of this country. And then they said his mom. Once I go to Paris, 
I'll fully live my life. That's all I need. All I want to do is go to Paris and if I could model in Paris. Oh, wow. You know, I don't think he was going to shoot me. Make it happen. But I feared for my life. I'm planning on studying in Paris. That's your weapons first. So I shot. So they said he walked away from me. I said, yeah, he walked away from me. Did he get caught with a gun on him? I could go study at the Cervantes. He had the gun still right next to him when he dropped. I'm working on it. But he only did time for the gun because he was on probation like three years. You know, you got to put in the work and, you know, Oh, and he said, I got you. I'll get you your money back. I ain't never seen that word. Donating to uh, <laughs> Serenity's Helping Hands. But it's all uh, good. As long do as you know. She does a lot of good work. I know, you, you know, know tell you the truth. for herself, but, you know, for her family, don't know for how her community. It is. Shoot somebody, man. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. she deserves You got to think of it. Remember, I talked about that at one of the healing sessions. You know, these kids want to go out there and just get revenge. Well, you could go to Facebook. To Under be Veronica friends with Gajardo, these same people yeah. that you beefing with, yeah. it'll be your bunking. Yeah, I mean, in, in prison, the coalition. You could also is all these gangs that are beefing on the streets all one. Yeah, and, and you can't even beef with be them. Y'all faking. Okay. So yeah. just why you got just I'll end that shit out here? It's like I used to say, why are we? You know, the DHDC they've contributed so much to my growth in this. Same thing with the streets. I asked them in prison. Personal business. Why you guys beefing? You know, I've got my. Uh, El Nino Network as what a happened? LLC. Some of them we don't know. I never really the other day. <coughs> I, I was talking to my brother. So I'm learning about that. You know, now. a lot of the really old beefs really with other gangs. You know how and to, a lot of times you know build websites and you know what I'm saying getting plugged you into got the leaders of this like, gang. You know, just gang being able to both, catch up. You know, fucking the same girl and now it's a problem. So now all our the whole gang is going to war with this whole gang because over two people you know it just took you know what I'm saying and I was like damn bro like that is not Cool, you know, promoting and, and you know, but everybody you know, is just other. like all in just because everybody's uh, so die hard, some, uh, you know, for the flag, made, and, you know, for the you know, respect also maybe and loyalty a, a and all that type of stuff. But it was like, as so you start that, uh, to grow up and you, you start know, to evaluate your life and your situation and commitments and you know, just everything that you've been through, and you look at its purpose, like why, like you know, because back then we didn't ask no questions, you know, everything was about do as you're told, because you know what I'm saying, do as I say, not as I do, you know, just what we and, uh, just you know, we weren't allowed to ask questions. We I weren't allowed to just had to take orders or and whatever we, it may you be. Know, needed to do. You want to create and, uh, the best You know, once you grow up, yourself. though, you start to become so, a conscious you know, person, hard and, you know, a conscious thinker, and you start really you know evaluating for, things for like, myself. Man, like, you know, all this time that, you know, we was beefing with guys and it didn't even have nothing to do with me. You know, and that's how I was even when I went to prison. Yes, we do have a official logo. All my problems came from other people's problems. Gambling problems, lying problems, stealing problems. Soft ass motherfuckers, and, you know, logo. they want to get down with and the community or be with the people them. because they want protection. You know what I'm saying? But I always used and to tell guys, like, listen, one of the I got your back, but you got to go today. first, baby. You got to show me that you're ready for this shit. You know what I'm saying? Because I got a family. I'm trying to get home too. I got property. I got things. I'm not trying to get packed up, go to the hole, get transferred out, go. But I, but I will. You know what I'm saying? But I ain't gonna do it unless you go first. I'm gonna be having a show me that you're willing to stand on your own. Team trouble at the DHDC. And, uh, you know, so that's how you kind of weed a lot of things out because, you know, when you go to prison, bro, you, you can take all the costumes off. You know, uh, nobody cares about how many people you killed or how many people 
way you looking shot forward. or how much money you got made. So many everybody's a millionaire. Is their story? Oh man, everybody's going to recreate themselves. These guys, they look at magazines. They know the names of all the newest BM candles and everything we got. And then they'll tell you a whole story about how they had this. So I hope you guys. They literally go in there and recreate themselves, bro. I done seen some soft guys turn into some hardcore guys. I done seen some hardcore guys turn into some soft ass guys. I mean, it's a trip, bro. You know, because we come to take all these Me and my brother have both been accepted, and they're and you got to be held accountable and be a man of your word and get to see what you really truly made of, bro. You know what I'm saying? In a place like that, that's a place great. Where boy and your mom been grinding. If you got weakness, everybody can know it. If you got strength, create them opportunities for you and always promote your name. Work, you know what I'm saying? Like, got, you know, really like the hook up, posted you know, like even a, a you know, when we meet up extra long with different royal people. Blue dress. What was that? Shoot you know, about? I get some, I get them shoot. together and we talk. <laughs> That's what was that shootout about? Mm-hmm. Well, that <laughs> photo shoot was for Hispanic stuff. When Everybody I was in Orlando, I worked with here, a whites here. And a company and everybody look, called still My cool. Fly I was dress. always cool with everybody. And man. the owner of My you know, Fly I, Dress I didn't care about gets all that, you these know. beautiful so gowns and prison, she rents them uncle, out in downtown Orlando if you prison. guys ever want to get any. And, my uncle and they're so pretty and they're so, he just so sticks long with straight Mexicans, and you know, and they I went down a whole staircase <laughs> yeah, and everything. home, I was like, damn, I've never felt prison. I don't know how this shit going to go. He was like, bro, when the air grasped it, you could tell it was like a magical photo. It you was know perfect. how to get it along perfect. with the uh, whites, with, with really the Arabs, with elegant. the Chicanos, you know, and with I was the Mexicanos. Like, she's at the top like, of the speak stairs everybody's the dress language. goes like, all the way down the whole you know? flight I never stair. forgot I was like, that. Wow. And that was, I was the like, one how did she move around in that thing? That I had, you know? that I was able to go in there, bro. Well, actually wasn't that heavy, to be honest. It wasn't heavy at all. It was actually lighter than most of the ball gowns I wear. Because when you grab the... You know fabric it just like bundled up right into I your had arms barriers. and you could just you know a lot of people yeah. had yeah. mental barriers but when it's they like had, the ball gowns, uh, communication you barriers you. You know there's I mean? no way to escape it just, that's know, what i was going to ask you like do you, you know diplomacy or they didn't stuff, know how you just to communicate with other people of other well, races well it depends for that one i did have to carry it because it was so long because i lived on something you know but for certain dresses i could just lift the bottom of it you know black and some i don't even have to lift it if it's just like east l.a i live in chicago i've been in mexico I've yeah. been a little bit of everywhere, oh, that's, so that's, that's, you know you learn I communication. Feel you so know, I was able trying to shake and bake in you know, prison. Strategy, I was able to make shit happen. And then sometimes you'll see somebody do it a you different know, way than shit, what you're man, used to. You're yeah, like, oh, cases in like prison. I was Ryan Road. I got photo shoots are a whole workout. They're always by the end of it. You're going to be tired and you're going to need a water and a break. And this was at Ryan Road in Detroit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And don't nobody anybody from Detroit does not want to. Lead Mount Road and Ryan Road, and them boys were even the big dogs, yeah, the leaders, the killers. Man, like they was in there the snitching right like angles, a motherfucker on who got the know, bag and who moved what because they did not want to leave Ryan Road. You know what I mean? Because fuck, I'm 15 minutes from home. Yeah. And oh, me, yeah. I'm yeah, like, shit, you got the wrong yeah, one. And yeah, they administration was so accustomed so, to guys um, folding just you know, to for the sake of clothes. Would you ever consider maybe <laughs> them bitches sent me to Muskegon? It was cold well, in the motherfucker I, over there. I said, shit, I did I so much time upstate, man. You know, I thought it was cold up there, man. I went to Muskegon. That ain't going to be one of freezing down here. So I worked third shift yard crew so I can work out and shovel snow. Me and my man H, man. Shout out to my guy H, man. I look at their settings and I'm like, 
But you know what's great, um, man, is seeing a lot of brothers that like, I did time one? with. Man, is this how I make it go? Is there flash on this? They have like ISO and brightness, just living, you know, a whole transition lifestyle, man. I know the words, but I don't know what they mean. Don't know how they happen. To the streets, to the gangs, to the whole lifestyle. Like we suffered, we do a lot of suffering. We lost a lot. You know what I'm saying? But nothing that we couldn't get back. And you know, just walking the path that I do now, right? Yeah, they got like wide angle lenses. And what I love the most is yeah. they came so to shoot the far, the shoot And before, bro, they took everything for me because I ain't had receipts for nothing. I wasn't accountable for anything. And anything that I had, I was in prison. I used to be a photo man in the visiting room. And now it just feels good because you know, everything in my name, you know, I'm saying the world. Everything is, you know, it was cool. It allowed me because I thought what I was was what I was always gonna be, bro. I thought I was always gonna be gang banging ass, take people. Drug pictures, selling ass, shooting ass, a lot of you. You know hey, what I mean? That's, that's, that saying is true. You know easy I mean? come, easy go. Yeah. You work hard Ever since it. I was little, I was in front Man, of the bro, camera. when I when I you caught that pistol case, my mom that was has my first felony when I was like in third grade. And, um, and my sister's and, uh, like in the back. I thought like, like okay, it's my first felony. It ain't going to be shit. But I didn't know the law. I didn't know that if you catch a felony firearm, it was an automatic two years. For no reason. So I was like, damn. So once I got, I found out that I had a mandatory two I was going to prison no matter what. Like, like Mom, I kind of got reckless, you know what I'm saying? And I just kept camera, on like, catching little minor cases, getting caught in wine. You were already mastering the self-lead and guns. And every time, like, I had jewelry. And they took all my diamonds. I've always had the dresses. I've always had, like, the photos like that. You know and what I'm saying? I just was in a destructive too, But I would always bro. be a friend center because like, it was like, to to prison, I was the youngest girl because right there was this, only two girls, other, me and my older I lost sister everything, and I was the younger one. Car, the truck, and the house, I was this, that, you know, the lost fifth out of six. Bro, you know? So and, uh, automatically I'm going to be more baby. And so that led to it being like, I'm the center right here. It's a blessing. Oh yeah, definitely. So is the but goal it's crazy to like to reach this by point a now? But everything that I went through, this is something you know that you want to pursue independently. Like you know, you got people. So with Serenity's helping hands, that's just your own personal nonprofit and studies and social. But when you have yourself and you're promoting yourself, all that type of stuff. But everything is the goal to be signed by somebody. I was the project. I was the study. I was the curriculum. Okay, well I'm gonna say, I am the curriculum. My goal would be to get in the meetings. But yeah, I love my life, man. I started out every day, bro. You know what I'm saying? With with gratitude, man. You know, just you know, being able to close the door when I when I use the bathroom. You know, really being able to go to the fridge and being able to dress how I want, put some cologne signed, on, put some jewelry on, you know no what I'm saying? Being there for your family. <laughs> So Man, it would, it would be and, and, and now you have the privilege of, of, of you have the option and choice of who you allow into your right home, now, who you allow into I your circle, do that. who you allow into so your life. Right now, you know, I'm going to pursue this independently until you just I find accept it how it comes. You get bunkies, you get cubies, you get you know they shoot you this way, that way, in this prison, in that yard, and everything. So you get accustomed to transition, you know. And even my wife's like, "Man, you seem so emotionless sometimes." And I was like, "Man, one of the first things I was taught when I went." to prison is to forget about everything what? you know what i'm saying that is audio control, control you know because yeah. so many guys they go to prison and still try to control everything and everybody from in there and it causes you so much grief and distress and but you once you realize 
but I'm here here and I need to focus on this world. And they said, and that was the first thing they told me, man, learn to let go because the more you hold on, the more you're going to suffer, you know? And, and, um, and then, you know, when you're in prison, bro, it's like, you don't know when you're going to go to the hole, when you're going to get transferred out. So you just enjoy the time that you have with the brothers that you meet there because, you know, eventually somebody's going to go to the hole, somebody's going to ride out, some people leave, some people come back, whatever it may be. So you learn that transition, you learn how to connect and disconnect. And then you just kind of, you know, become numb to things, you know, you, you don't, you know, you what, lose what, what, the what sense I of do. compassion. They you just look have, at everything like, like it's just a part of life because life is so do, hard. But they would also you know? have to control what the so business is. So I'm really is, working on, so on, you know, becoming, um, do you know what I mean? You know, yeah, no, more, sure. uh, and that's what that photo shoot was about when it was me and Trenton was about that. Just Miss feeling Team like, Detroit, bro, right? I've never yes. been to so many oh, okay. um, funerals. You know, and then they told you that home, you didn't qualify because I've probably been to at least 50, 60 of, funerals so in the past four Well, they didn't tell us exactly. Home. They sent us and a contract like, like a week before. Regular protocol we spent now, months making like this dress. Bites the dust. But like a you week before, before we and, got a contract. And, and, you know, I don't mean to sound insensitive about it, but it's like that. I don't even get emotional. I don't even know how to cry over people. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, I mean, that's what everybody's guaranteed is death. We all guaranteed that. So we just got, we just learn to let go and like say you know they jobs. went to the next so life, like none you know? of my think mm-hmm. none of Wherever my image is. could be used for what we're taught is either one or the other it's either heaven or hell that's what we're our beliefs are sometimes I see them like damn they doing good now they doing better than us if they didn't have it then they I know about hell being better no no not hell but their face would be doing I could do like something like scandalous hectic like it's life is stressful and you know death don't seem like a bad idea to some People, with you know, and, with a you know for a lot of people that I see, you or know, I could have a contract with another company with as they do with tigers, or, you know, drug and then they would have to be I'm written like, into that bro, contract, they, and they, they would have better to work now, with that you know what I'm themselves. saying? But since they are not a part of that company, it was hell on earth for them to work with them, you know. Okay, my hell on earth was when they came to Tiger players. Mm-hmm. So yes, tell us about it. No. What happened? Hey, man, how did it come about? Like, FBI, I knew it was because I've met a few of them. Everybody's just like by walking everybody and getting stopped. Boy, Anything's times. going on. Oh, okay. Bar brawls yeah, or anything. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I already know. I've been, I think, to a Pistons game and a Tigers game. I'm like, always like. But I'm thinking, now that's getting too close. I'm getting pulled over. You know, I'm I could strapped. just, uh, I know your mother had you know, they let me go when about I say, you guys. I'm carrying, uh, doing I'm carrying, I got a CCW. Like 50, you know, they let you, you go, okay. With. Uh, well, they stopped we me worked for it. with, they stopped me. They just let me go. I think it was 250 children so that when they came, they didn't even kick in my door. They knocked on the door. I'm sleeping. Thank God they didn't kick in that door because I had a gun under the pillow and I had a gun on my chest. Just got back. Blew out. like Rambo. Right? I always carry two, right? And I'm sleeping on the couch. So you got the Detroit princess in line with you. Right? My dogs are barking. They're right there. The Don't move us. I got two pistols here. To get back <laughs> Put to my hands up. I got two pistols here. We said, we know yes, you do. Yes, we're back to school. <laughs> Just like that. So, and, uh, what we did last year is man, a fashion show. We're still they know how to fabricate. You know, when they want you, we're going to do a fashion they show. They said, maybe. all the weapons in my house were stolen. I have been saved 29 yes, firearms. It was the first fashion said, show on the Detroit con- River. Stolen firearms. All registered to me. During trial, they tell the truth. 
You know yeah, what I mean? But now nah, you very kept them. Fun. Very <laughs> you know what fun. I mean? They, they had especially yeah, they didn't give those rockings. back. I'm a fella <laughs> now, right? Over. And, uh, <laughs> that was fun. And now they got but 33,000 phone was, calls. It was cool, and all the kids were happy dancing. So they, for the Some whole of them year, got to model themselves. They got they stolen got bikes and all that, and they all and loved it. That's all. 54 retags and shit, or yeah, it was retags and all kind of everything that anybody did on the Rico. And you were made like a short hierarchy. Never gonna forget. It goes from the top. Down. And then you, you know, even though people are from Detroit and all that, everybody, like, everybody else, doesn't take and it started off with a sixteen you know, man things indictment. that are they're surrounded and it was with continual you know, criminal enterprise and recall. Detroit princess, but not only that, you're not you're showing good time and you're providing them with school So now they dropped the how are you getting the school supplies right? Donated and they got a Rico now. I got a seventy-four man indictment. So they just more dudes. How do you ask Damn. for help? Where did all these well, people come from, right? I'm looking at them. I don't know who the hell this uh, is. I whoever who I would model for, I would request and then a donation of school supplies. I, I'm fighting and now. And some of the models that would Everybody's work into the fashion shows would ask for a donation of school I don't supplies got no to fill up record. the backpacks. Right. And this year, I'm the we've flight already risk. got some of our donations I'm the threat to society because I said, look at man, hope I'm so-and-so ain't indicted. I'm listening to the phone calls. And next thing you know, they told them, hey, man, you must be doing this because you ain't. last year, we were able to get it Steve said this, Steve said that, and next thing you know, they tell them the feds that I'm putting on hits. And we'll give and you, all I just uh, said, man, how come so and so is not indicted, man? He's doing it. something, man. But you could also mm-hmm. be careful. Take photos mm-hms. with us. You That's all I said. Next year, you know, I didn't get no or a model. And now those models. I'm talking about brothers would also be get like violating. So it's like you need getting back off on bond. Okay, no, that's and really I'm still dope. on this. I filed my own. And uh, that's uh, to the court of appeals and, with my know, attorney, but you know I filed them all the information. You help a lot of people. needed <laughs> yeah, motion. A lot of the court of appeals in Cincinnati. You, know, you got families with multiple. I'm talking about the prosecutor. Diane Marion came and shook my hand. School you supplies, clothes, shoes, and sometimes you just don't have it. I got out on bond, and I went made them take me to trial. It's so high. Six months later, like you know, and I was on tether the whole time. Don't have money. Don't have money right now. The only place I go to my attorney's office. Guess what? I went there every day. <laughs> doing <laughs> just doing my case to get to out the house and so you know i'm thinking now the trial is two months long be creative and find ways i said man you they know, ain't saying shit all they're saying scooby snacks partying but they said that means kilos truly give a lot of opportunities snacks, man we fucking party you could say i sold some a little bit of weed here and there told some person go get some from here go get some from there but i wasn't doing shit i was one of the children that needed some of the dudes didn't do nothing at all man got when i was in like got held accountable and got 20 and years they didn't being, do shit if I were able to have How'd someone do that for me back then I would have appreciated it so much Man, and I'm happy to be able to give these <laughs> 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 yeah, hey from snorting cocaine okay anyway and then you know person that you needed then you when know, I, that last two weeks, man, last two weeks of the trial, just from life experiences, or man, they brought these dudes that things, had like, shit you know to what? do with me. When I make up some when shit, I have the ability that to I sold, fi- ride a ride with them, sell them firearms, those, you know, who don't have, right? You know what I mean? And they try to get, they got uh, one know, of my exes get on the stand, makes you and know, your to, life for her to say this. And I had letters written by her, they're making me say this, and read them out loud. How do and things said, yeah, work out re- with you, So you true. said you're taking your brother with you. I know that you are telling the truth. He just going as part I know through firsthand experience. My brother does not do modeling, but me and him have been practicing singing together. We've been practicing our acting together. Caught him with some e-pills in his pocket. Hopefully me and him are both on Broadway one day. 
would be but amazing fabricated for us a story for <laughs> him. Definitely, you to testify against me and my partners on the murder. All he had yeah, to say is that he was at the house and overheard other. one of the My, homies talking about the murder. If I were to be an actress, I would need headshots. So there you go. There's modeling. Lie I want to be a model. I need to learn like how to that. act. My Our face. murder case there was a cold case murder for a couple years. What kind of music? And we you know guys better to ever talk about. Like well, even all of my closest friends and family never knew about this murder case. Because once it happened, I never spoke on it. And that was something that I was raised with. You know what I'm saying? We were never allowed to speak about anything. They always told me the worst thing to be in life was a rat. Actual like trained professionals really hard to do. You know what I I'm wanna, saying? And, and I can nobody do it. will ever trust it makes you. It so like, since yes, childhood, I've done you know, it. I, I was always taught notes. that. And that's and, like, um, well, it makes it happy. And makes this it guy, when you can do, he like, literally the took the stand I mean? yeah, yeah, and no, absolutely, absolutely lied about everything because um, he never listen. Knew we're at the end of the show. But they needed a um, credible witness. It's definitely been a privilege. So having they tied him I, I to my kid's spirit. mother to your say, energy. "Oh, well, that's your his family." Well, why would his um, family lie? If you could give him? a message you know to the kids, they even sent him to training in military. going on during the time before we went to trial to the youth to say that he is an honorable. No matter what, there's always going to be another military, opportunity like even to if, his credit well, if it seems like you know one door closes a window's like, going to open no. Some, so that's something me good is always going to come decided even after the best bet was you feel like nothing's good is going to go out of it and we tried to get my you will always keep Mike going you will always thing. keep stepping up but Mike, you will always keep one thing I noticed about that brother that's is right, that that's right. he had a black and white thinking pattern there was never no gray area there was no compromise it was all or nothing with him you know what I'm saying so he had money at a young age I love a lot y'all. of money. He used to appreciate come to the you guys. Um, please, every chance you get, prices and take them out to Westlands. And he was making you know, triple go the to money. YouTube, he was cashed out, so he blew up quick. For me. You know what I mean? Um, but he had a whole lot of money man, at a young bad. age. July seventh, July seventh, six murder case. A year prior to that, he had two attempt murder cases. Summer bash is gonna be dope. So he blew his head up. Do not miss it. Shout out to my man Troy Galantine out there. And so when man, my Flintstone brother. What's up? I appreciate your sponsorship. Uh, also, big shout out to, to John Metallic. I appreciate you, brother, for your sponsorship as well. And as always, to my brother Marty and, and Pat the, uh, got out family you know, for life he got out six for always coming through for me, man, helping me out. I really appreciate you guys. But you know, salute to everybody, man. You're taking care of their business You know, when I got out, I was trying to determine the best life I can, man. Love y'all. Be safe. And I just want to live a life that I never lived. I want to have peace in my life. I want to have, you know, people who love me unconditionally. I didn't want to have to deal with all them, you know, trust issues and, you know, right. just got to pay attention. You know, when you're in prison, you got to pay attention to everything, everybody, what they say, how they say it. You know, you're just watching all the time, always on guard. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got no peace of mind. And I didn't want to live like that no more, you know? So that's why I, you know, I, I took I the know. path that I, I did. And, and you know, the brother went back to the streets and, and, and you know what it is, bro. And, and they end up yeah. killing him. So like wow. out of everybody, wow. I'm the last one standing you know what i'm saying and uh i make the best of my life bro and i live i live to redeem myself you know what i'm saying and to live in my own purpose that's, that's what we doing now trying to redeem ourselves mm -hmm. but going back when i got out they did add more people <laughs> when they when she said you know we're gonna get you you won this one mm -hmm. she added we went up to 91 people Mm -hmm. There was a 91 man indictment, 54 counts. Damn, started out with 16, <coughs> went to yeah, 91, yeah, huh? Yeah, and then after that trial, this is what the feds do. They don't tell you your time in years, right? When you They tell it to you in months because you're busy over there trying to calculate how much you got. <laughs> I get back, 
I'm get back, I get back and I said, what the fuck they give all this? It's 37 years. <laughs> you know, I was like, it, just, it didn't hit me until I got back to that yeah, cell. They right? say months, so you think, yeah, I'm like, okay, no, I'm, I'm doing trying good. To calculate, but I'm trying to listen to what they're saying at the same time. And I, they do that on purpose, man. That way you don't wig out in there, you know. <laughs> so we're back there. I'm like, what the hell, man? Who the fuck they give this shit to? I know they didn't give the, me 37 years. The plea was 20, right? So, you know, and then I was like, he said, why would you have took the plea? I said, no. I said, because, you know, why? I would have lost all my rights. And that's mm. the whole reason why I was going to trial, because he told, explained to me. And he had offered me, he said, listen, they'll give you 10. All you got to do is give up. I, all you got to do, there's five cops, the Garden City Sergeant, two attorneys, and a DEA agent that was indicted with us. All they wanted was dumb. Don't give up any of your club brothers. I said, not happening. We're going mm-hmm. to trial. You ask me one more time, Mr. Thomas. I said, you fired. That was my attorney. Wow. He never brought it up again. Mm-hmm. And that's when he asked me, would you have took the 20 now? After I said, nope. I said, I would have lost all my rights. Isn't that what you advised me? Mm-hmm. And, you know, and you know what happened? When I went to on appeal, <clears throat> I won my appeal because of one of the one of the charges where the it was twenty seven. She gave me a twenty it, the twenty she gave me mandatory minimum. Hands are tied plus seven enhancement, and then the other ten, which which ran concurrent to it. I'm sorry, consecutive to it mm-hmm. was the gun charge at the weed and oh, riot. Yeah, that's always. Consistent. I wasn't even the one that did the shooting. The mm-hmm. one that did the shooting, you know, and he shot only in the air. Mm-hmm. He pled out and got 13. Damn. Now I get 20 for that. I get 20 for Rico. I get 20 for Rico conspiracy. And all three of those ran concurrent. And then seven enhancement on the Rico, right? On the Rico conspiracy. And 10 for the gun. So now I'll win the weed and riot incident. They take off the gun and they take off one of the 20s. Well, I still got the other two 20s, which are running together anyway. Mm-hmm. So now I'm down to 20, 27. But she gave me that seven off because we had riots. I got hit right here in a riot. Oh, it was shit. between the Muslims and the Serenios. But, the, the, but, you know, they were going after anybody black. And mm-hmm. I was over there just trying to t- explain what happened outside mm-hmm. on the yard, right? Mm-hmm. Letting them know this is what happened, right? Mm-hmm. And then when we were rushing towards the front, I pushed the CEO out the way. I remember CO oh, Grub. I took the hit by one of our guys who was Muslim. Mm-hmm. He hit me right here. He said, I thought you was Mexican. Oh, I was geez. like, Son of a, he said, you should have had a beard and wearing a kufi. He does what he was oh, saying. They yeah. turned it into a joke when we were in a shoe, yeah. you know, a special housing unit. Mm-hmm. They turned it into a joke. I said, man, when we get out of here, I'm fucking you up just for making that joke. Right? And yeah. then, you know, what happened after that, they shipped them out. They let me out and three other dudes. And then the rest, 15 Mexicans. Everybody's like, why they let all the Mexicans out? They wasn't doing nothing. They were fucking, you know, not them. They already shipped the other ones out. Because mm-hmm. some brothers got stabbed up. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And then they were fucking, I'm talking about was our unit, the only one, happened out in the yard. We get back, all the units are locked down except ours. And Faisa shot caller, Serenio shot caller, Muslim shot caller, everybody's in our unit. Oh, shit. And the, the, the CO did freeze, right? Man, you know, it took the case manager in there and the counselor to talk to the CEO. He did not want to say, I'll push them out the way. And it's on camera. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. But it was on camera. <laughs> yeah, it was on it. camera. So it was then, undeniable. That, yeah. That so did. then the judge said, because of my, of my, all my certificates that I got in, in, over there and what happened, the incident that happened, 
that she knocked off that seven. She said, if I go below that, my hands are tied. They're just going to appeal it, and you'll get that seven right back. So just take the 20. And I really didn't want to take that 20. I said, we're back to where I started, where you <laughs> wanted for the plea. Yeah. And then COVID happened, where they had compassionate release. I still went to school. I still took classes. I still mm -hmm. studied, and I helped in reentry. I worked in the reentry program. People were leaving from Minnesota. This is why I'm doing what I'm doing now. People were leaving the prison and bringing like my name up all the time. So the guy came was used to come in. One of the volunteers mm -hmm. said, "You know, this is a reentry program that they got in the Minnesota courts." Like this, I said, "Well, talk to the judges over there." I even, you know, and uh, talked to the judges. Say, I want to implement this. He said, "Why don't you write them?" So I wrote them. He wrote me back, Judge Donovan Frank. He wrote me back, and I said, man, I got a letter from federal judge, man. They indicted me. I was joking around. <laughs> and I, I was, I was, mm -hmm. But I was joking, and I showed them the letter. I put it in my brief. I was just happened to be doing a brief mm -hmm. for compassionate relief to take care of my elderly mother, but you can't just have one issue. You got to have two. Got to be two reasons. It can't be rehabilitation alone. Mm -hmm. You got to have COVID issues or something else to take care of someone. Mm -hmm. Someone in your family needs you. Me, I happened to be my mom because of her age. <clears throat> you met her. Yep. Yes, and, I did. And uh, she be judge, chilling, too. The judge let me out. I didn't even go to halfway house or anything. Wow. And, you know, I, and I wrote a letter. I wrote a letter to the judge that would do because during the sentencing, she said, Mr. Najee is a businessman with two college degrees. I don't know where in life he went wrong, but he's got a lot of time to be thinking about it, where he went wrong. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I wrote her, I'm going to prove you wrong. One day, that was part of my first appeal, mm -hmm. uh, because your words, you know, she, that was like, she kind of mentored me with those words, because I wanted to prove that that's not me, who they said I was. Mm -hmm. They made me out to be a monster. I wasn't a Boy Scout. Yeah. I'm yeah, going to admit, okay. I'm not going to say they lied about everything, mm -hmm. but I wasn't, I wasn't a Boy Scout, but a lot of that shit was fake and fabrications. How and much time did you do out of 15 the years. So you did 15 out of the 37 that you were supposed to have. Yep. So okay. I'm glad I didn't take the plea. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm basically, I won. Yeah. I yeah, won. For sure. You know, if there was a better way to look at it, I, was, I won. Mm -hmm. You know, they didn't get what they wanted. But at the same time, I know not to mess up because they're going to get what they want. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's no what the, when they came and got me, they said, we've been wanting you for 23 years. We're going to make this stick one way or another. They told the first thing mm -hmm. they said to me. You, you know what the feds wanted? They wanted your restaurants. They wanted your houses. They wanted your man. Money. You know what? I wish I, they, know, I, I wish they would have took them. You know why? Instead of me closing them down, because I didn't have nobody to run them. Because if you had this big rico, why didn't you confiscate all this? Why didn't you take mm -hmm. everything? And and that's surprising because in a lot of people that I know who've been in the drug game. That was what they wanted. Yeah. They were actually working out deals with people for them to sign over properties, buildings, yep. houses, and stuff like that. Like, hey, we'll give you this amount of time, but you got to sign this off and this off and that. You know what I'm saying? So I it's would, like, I what felt kind much of justice is that? You ain't about trying to get than me having the to close. You try close to those businesses, vehicles I know, I know. and yeah. shit, and then they give them, you know, give them away to their people and all that type of shit. Before you know it, you got a motherfucking riding your shit down. They didn't Woodward. take no bikes, no cars, nothing. Mm -hmm. So they just wanted you, huh? Yeah, that's all they wanted. But you know, it how did how it, did that impact your family? I know your you, so Pancho's. Man. You said that uh, if it wasn't for your daughter, that your yes. daughter, 
Um, you met you know, her. She held you it met down. Amani. Yes, I did. And sure. before we go, man, shout out to Eric Washington at the Kingsman, man. Much love to you, bro. Appreciate My man, you. Eric Washington. Eric. What did I say? Yeah, no, that's oh, okay. Yeah, I'm just repeating. I'm repeating. Yeah, I'm repeating. And all the Kingsmen. Yeah, yeah, no <laughs> doubt, man. Salute to you, brothers, man. You know, doing something positive, and you know, you you're you're a Kingsman too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You just you're too busy. You can't come on the group, man, bro. I'm trying to tell you, bro. And and I love, I love, I love the brotherhood. I love being yeah, able to yeah. get on there and build. You know what I'm saying? I always get something or leave something. It feels behind. it feels good giving back, and that's how that's what led, that's what led, for me when I came out. I said God gave me a second chance, so I'm going to get back. And I, I, I want to start in Southwest Detroit because those are the streets mm -hmm. that we helped destroy. And we were part of the problem. And we, we got to do something now to make an impact. Mm -hmm. and, we, and, you know, so I, I started when I came out. You know, I wasn't thinking about any youth program or talking to youth till people were greeting me. Calling me. This kid's 17 years old. Okay, I'm gone 15. You, two, you were two years old. Mm-hmm. If you're 17 and they're 21, I said, there's no way you know you're greeting me as Scarface, welcome mm -hmm. home and all that because you heard about me. Mm -hmm. I said, sit down over here, let me talk with you guys. So mm -hmm. I sat down and talked with them. I said, let me tell you what happened to me, what happened to my family. I said, my family lost their dad. They had to struggle. Mm -hmm. You know, one of my daughters had to, keep, had to keep the restaurant open at 17 years old. You know, and the whole family is grateful for her. Mm-hmm. You know, because everything she's done, you know, to right now, you know, she still has some resentment toward me. Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, you've seen that, you know, she's, you know, but I know it's all love, you know, and uh, my family, you know, we're close knit, and they grew up, they grew up tight, even mm -hmm. though they had different mothers. I mean, that's something you don't really see, and especially mm -hmm. as they held each other together, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And they stood by each other and they came and visited all the time. Come on, they they sent me out to California, man. I was about to say in the they fans, sent me out to California. The they sent me to Manchester, Kentucky, and then I went to Minnesota. Mm -hmm. So they were coming, they were coming to visit. Wow. The fa so the family held it down, and you know, it just when these kids are saying this, I told them this is what happened to my family. Mm -hmm. You know, this is what I lost. I lost. You know, you know what it is to be in that life. You lose all your life in prison because you don't have no rights in there. Mm -hmm. You are nobody in there. You are number. Mm, and you know, and I'm explaining this to them. So all that gangster shit missed me with that. You know, Scarface mm -hmm. was was buried in 2006, and one of the kids was making a joke. A son, this happened. I said, "Listen, let me tell you, son, son." Don't think he can't rise from the dead. I'm telling you he's dead. Leave him yeah. where he's at. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I said, because I don't want to be that guy no more. And you know what? There's always somebody better than you, mm -hmm. better than you, mm -hmm. quicker than you, and more sneakier than you. Mm -hmm. So then don't think you're this big gangster. There's always somebody out there. Mm -hmm. There's always catch you Why do you think so many people, especially, you know, young people that glorify that life? You know what I'm saying? Like... They look at you like, you know, especially in your community, bro, because, I mean, I've never, you know, known a lot of like Arabic communities where, you know, it was just filled with crime, you know. Um, it seems like it is now. Like the one place <laughs> that I could say that is when I used to hang out over there on Seven Mile and John R. and Beirut with all the Chaldeans. It was yeah, like Southwest. Yeah. That was, but that was, was our Chaldeans, era. And them boys, they was rocking Pellies, Tims. They had choppers on. I was like, damn, y'all just like us that in was, Southwest. That was our era in the 80s. Chaldeans, you know. That was our era in the 80s. They owned everything on the strip. So they, they, you know, all their family owned everything. They were posted up. They, I mean, I was just like, damn, you know what I mean? But 
but most Arabic communities, you know what I'm saying, that I come from, you go to Dearborn, you go anywhere, and you just see community. Everybody's tight-knit. Right. Everybody supports each other. Everybody like. But I see that here, too, now. Remember mm-hmm. at the last Southwest Fest? I oh, said, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, We yeah. talked about it. We mm-hmm. said, man, I don't remember that they could everybody get together like this without a shooting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, Southwest Fest is about to happen again yeah, soon. Yeah, remember that? I, was, I, mean, I remember I, that I loved conversation. It, man. Yeah, because before we couldn't even have a house party without somebody yep. getting shot, jumped, yep. beat up. And I was like, there was no way that we could have a successful event like this where everybody's just getting along. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. back then, especially once everybody got drunk and high and, you know, everybody attempted to try to be, you know what I'm saying, decent, but... You know, everybody was warriors then, man. Yeah, because you know? like you said, I was over there from Seven Mile. Mm-hmm. Seven and Van Dyke all the way down. But I always loved Southwest because I felt like I was in New York. Mm-hmm. I felt that love the there the same mm-hmm. way, the diversity there. And that's mm-hmm. why I was there every day. It's like, man, where do you live? I said, man, I live around. <laughs> I never <laughs> said I lived on the east side because yeah. I just was like, I'm from Southwest. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Even even in the joint, man. Yeah, I used to be over there mm-hmm. in Southwest. So, I never say I lived there. I used to, but I'd be over there. I'd be over there. You know what? What is what is there? How much of a difference is there between the biker lifestyle and just a regular street gang lifestyle? I think we got a better brotherhood. Okay. I I think that we do. We just, you know, as far as our group. Mm-hmm. I don't know about other clubs mm-hmm. because I read all kind of books on different biker clubs. I said, mm-hmm. man, we didn't do this shit. You know, that was mm-hmm. some nasty shit. They they fucking got in their mm-hmm. bylaws and shit like that. I said, man, we didn't do this. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, there was there was some good dudes that just liked to ride. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, okay, some of us partied and did, and then we didn't take no shit. You got Listen, that and everything. That, that, that was like having a gang you know that part right there but it wasn't a gang they kept on wanting to title us a gang and mm-hmm. i fought the whole time kept on filing motions i said man we ain't a damn gang mm-hmm. and i kept I mean, on doing the, it. the highwaymen have always <clears throat> been a force to be reckoned with you know they've always had you know a strong foundation in southwest detroit you know what i'm saying uh, me personally, I used to build, uh, I had good relationships with a lot of um, iron coffins. And they were just different because they were just greaser bikers. You know what I'm saying? They just love to party, have a good time. They, you know, from what I knew, you know, they weren't ever into like the gangster shit or none of that. They, you know? they used to come over to the clubhouse. Mm-hmm. And I knew that. I it knew was, that they it, were you know good. what? The ones that really, at, at the time, I mean, we had it. We had it. We got into it with the vigilantes and Liberty Riders. Mm-hmm. That was on our indictment. And now you know they're cool with them now. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But that was that was just a bar brawl mm-hmm. over some some other guy with a girl or some shit. And you know just mm-hmm. everybody got involved with it. And you know just the the main thing, the main thing. I don't know if I don't even know if it's still going on because when we were in prison, we were all cool. Mm-hmm. All the bikers is cool. I, I saw the Hells Angels and the Outlaws in California and the Mongols and with us. In the feds? Yeah. They together. were cool. Together. You know, That's we hang crazy. out. That we hang out crazy. together. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. It's the same mentality. Even like you're forced to be, it's like there's a truce in prison. And out here is the highwaymen and outlaws. I don't even know if that's still going on because oh yeah, I, you know, and that's, that's what they were for the Bay longest. City, right? The and let me tell you, the, City? we got the outlaws to come to my restaurant and our guys to talk. And we had like we try to set up. Okay, this is what we don't have to hang out with each other. Mm-hmm. The feds is in my restaurant taking pictures, 
in the restaurant, mm. man, I didn't even see it. You know what mm. I mean? I didn't have cameras at the time. Mm. But, you know, this same, uh, our same agent, he said, I was there. You know, because yeah. he said, well, you guys are planning something. We were planning. We were doing a truce. We just said that we greet each other. We ain't got to go to no parties with each other. I don't know what happened with that. Mm -hmm. I don't even know what they're still doing with them or if they're cool or not. But we used to know dudes. And then when we were lying in the detention center, they're going to trial. They're just in the same position as us. They're from <laughs> Indiana, yeah. from Chicago. Uh -huh. Outlaws. They were in the uh, in Milan detention center. Mm -hmm. We was cool with them. You know, you know our guys with them and all in every joint. The you last, know? the last, I think festival I seen at Hart Plaza. You know, the last of it. Uh, I remember everybody's like, "Man, be on point, bro." You know what I'm saying? It was like the outlaws supposed to be showing up, the highway men showing up. You know, they beefing right now, so they probably gonna go at it. So like all the street gangs was on alert because everybody was aware of that war, and right. they, I guess it was supposed to you know go down at Hart Plaza. You know what I'm saying? And uh, so everybody went. You know what I'm right. saying? Of course, to you know either support or speculate <laughs> or whatever it may right. be. Or spectate, I mean, and um, you know, so it just you know that that shit was deep, bro. You know, even even the gangs in Southwest, it was brutal, bro. You know what I mean? I know a lot of times they talk about the youth today in the streets and how people are wild, but I'm like, man, you better think about the shit we did. We was burning houses down, shooting shit up, houses. I mean, everything, bro. All that ugly ass shit. And that's but, what but we're we trying went, to get we, to we the youth a, now. We went from a residential jungle to a concrete jungle. You know, there was no difference. You know, only now you you, you got to. You know, be around everybody, people from different cities, different states, different gangs, you know, all that type of shit. But, you know, for me, it just enhanced my, you know, my culture skills, my communication skills. You know well, what I mean? That, that's what we're that's what we're, we want to use those skills mm -hmm. on the youth today to let them know that. And that's why I started Steps to Change. Yes. Yes. And, Let's you know, about remember Mother's change. Day, what happened in Melvindale? Yes. So I feel I was saying, that's part of Southwest. I, I and, hate that I couldn't make it to that. Bro, and you know, I, I know, I know, but you always welcome, man. You you a mm -hmm. part, you a part of steps of change. Mm -hmm. no you know, and I'm it, a bro. part of DHDC anytime For you sure. need me, man. And especially the youth. And now you part of the El Nino podcast. Uh, you too. got it uh, anytime, <laughs> man. And you know what? I need Pancho Villa up here somewhere. We're gonna have to sponsor. We right We're gonna here. have to sponsor you or something. Yeah. <laughs> Let me blow up, man. <laughs> <laughs> so we started steps of change and. We got into Melvindale High after that. They had a, on, a, what was that, Sunday on Mother's Day, a shooting. I mean, no one died, mm -hmm. but there was just a fight amongst friends, mm -hmm. Mexicans and Yemeni kids. And that's why I called you. I said, man, let's go in. I Show them the unity. So bad. Show them the unity. I took Kevin Rose, Andre Lundy, and I needed you because we had a black, man. white, Yemeni I had a and, mandatory and, and, and training you, that day, and I could not miss uh, it, bro. And you know what? We got into that school. We talked. Let me tell you, these kids, something else, man. They walked past us making jokes. We don't want to go in the Army. They thought, <laughs> you know, we set up a, a table, right? I'm like laughing. I said, they think we over here recruiting them. I uh, said, so I got something for them, right? So they're just picking up candy off the table and walking past us. So, they said, so I went, I told them, hey, man, I'm going uh, I'm going in the child hall. They said, and my daughter corrected me and told me, you mean cafeteria? This is what I was. Mm -hmm. But I was like, no, I said, no, it wasn't no cafeteria. It was a child hall because <laughs> I saw that the, the, everybody split up. I said, mm -hmm. I came back and told the fellas, because I went over there, started kicking it with them, making jokes with them, especially with the Yemeni kids, asking them, you guys mm -hmm. eating pork over here? Breaking the ice with everybody, walking to different tables, just talking to everybody. Mm -hmm. And then they came by the tables afterwards. 
they probably I've made them feel that they could come and talk to us. Yeah. So then I told them, hey guys, I got a, just got a prison flashback. That shit is a child hall in there. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody was split up. You had the Muslims here, you had the blacks here, you had the Mexicans here. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is crazy. I said, man, yeah, tell that's just how this, prison is too. I mean, I said, I don't remember that in high school. Maybe it was mm-hmm. like that and just never thought about it until I went to prison. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying, man, I said, that's I, that pipeline. That's what they're yeah, trying to shut that yeah. pipeline down, yep. you know, from that school to prison yep. pipeline that they got going on, yeah. man. And, and the structure is really no and, different. And you, and you got the police officers that go in there, and, you know, the kids feel uncomfortable. I'm telling you, we were there. While we were there, a fight broke out while they were there. It? And they had, uh, they had them, took them to the office, and they had some in in-school suspension. I was like... I was looking at the sign, I didn't even because we didn't have that in New York in school suspension. I saw uh, I S uh, S right, and mm-hmm. you know in the feds it's S I S right mm-hmm. is where they got this uh, special investigation. Okay, <laughs> so that's you know I was like, I said, man, this is they got S I S over here too. He said, no, that's I S S right, and I said, what's that stand for? They said in school suspension. I said, oh, it's, yeah. I said, I must be out of the loop over here because I didn't go to I didn't go to high school here. In, yeah. uh, in Michigan. So I don't know if that's in all public schools here or what. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, so I was like, I got these two kids fighting over a girl. You know what I mean? I, uh, it was, uh, I think he was Mexican or Puerto Rican mm-hmm. with a Yemeni kid. Oh, it's crazy. That's the Man, same. That's just why we were in there. I recently, I recently went to the, speak to a, uh, to the students at a, at a school in River Rouge, man. And uh, as I'm telling my story, you know, I, I I got to the part where I went to prison. This kid gonna yell out, "Did you snitch?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you know, I, I you know I caught a murder case. I went to prison. I hear a guy, "Hey, did you snitch?" I said, "Hell no, this motherfucker <laughs> crazy." And then literally ten minutes later, I'm talking about you know gun violence and how you know we need to communicate with each other, respect each other. Two kids stood up. Well, hit me then, bitch. We'll do it. I'm like, what kind of shit is this? I'm in the middle of a speech talking about nonviolence and peace and respect. And these two little kids got up and went at it. Was about, I was like, hell no, this shit crazy, man. I felt bad for the teachers, the staff. You know what I mean? I was like, man. And these, and these was young kids. I was like, they wild as hell. They don't care about nothing. You could see the stress all over the staff, teachers' faces. I'm like, man, this shit wild as hell. But I was like, you know what? That just means we got to come back and we yeah. got to keep coming we, we, back. We're trying to create safe spaces for them, for mm-hmm. them to come and talk to us and have mentors for them, mm-hmm. and, you know, guide them to what they're passionate about. Show them direction. You know, they, I mm-hmm. mean, they could, set, they, could, they could set smart goals. If you got to guide them, find out what they like and help them out. You know what I mean? That's, that's what we got to do now. And, with and that was the thing about me growing up, man. I was always bouncing house to house, state to state, trying to figure out where do I fit in? Where do I belong? Where am I supposed to be? But it just seemed like everywhere I went, somebody was trying to indoctrinate me to their ways and their ways of life and their lifestyle <laughs> of things. But nobody ever took the time to ask me questions about who I am and what I've been through. You know what I'm saying? Like everywhere I went, they're like, okay, we live like this. We do this. We do that. And you got to fall in line. You know what I'm saying? But nobody took the time to say, mijo, like, 
what have you been through? You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of my family, they never knew that I had been sexually abused. A lot of people didn't know the violence that I used to be around, the violence that I endured and that I witnessed. You know what I'm saying? And um, it was just like everywhere I went, somebody was just trying to change me. But nobody took the time to really understand who I was and what I had been through. You know, nobody was helping me heal. Everybody was just taking me in and just trying to change me, you know. But it was like... You know, so I see them errors now, you know, and when I talk to the youth today, I try to give them the platform, you know what I'm saying? I give them the, the space to be able to talk to me and let them know, you know, why they feel the way that they do, why they, you know, made these decisions, how they grew up, what are the things that they witnessed, you know, you know, and just and just get to know them before I actually start to impose what they should be doing and how they should be doing it, you know, because they get that all the time from all adults. They're, oh, you need to do this. You need to do that. You need to stop doing this. You know what I'm saying? But let me talk to you because you don't know what the father the mother the brother the sister the neighbor the aunt the uncle the cousin the friend you know what i mean how they've impacted their life or what they've been through you know so to me that's really important is to understand yeah. and meet that person in the middle it's not just about giving you orders and directions about how to get your life together you know what i'm saying and that's why i love that i hold the healing circles because it gives everybody an opportunity you know what i'm saying to to um you know, I know it triggers a lot of trauma and a lot of people have to go to places that they don't want to revisit. But I feel like if you don't talk about the things that happened to you, the violations that, you know, been imposed on you, you're never going to heal from it. You're going to carry that baggage and you're going to and you're going to pass that baggage on to the future generations. And then they're going to carry that baggage. So, you know, like I said, man, my, my slogan is, you know, we're going to heal the hood one story at a time. You know, so, hey, I like I like the healing session that we went to when you had the kids there. Mm -hmm. You notice how a lot of them didn't have a lot to say, but in the streets they could talk once oh, they're amongst yeah. each other, but oh, in a yeah. circle they don't want to mm -hmm. talk. You know, it's like, you know, you got to you gotta get them to talk. And, you know, they might not do it in that, a big setting. Some will. Some you might have to take one-on-one. -on -one. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. And, yeah. you know, and it's, I think that's a good thing when you mm -hmm. do that. Because a lot of these kids, bro, they witness a lot of stuff that they're just not comfortable talking about. Like I said, when I grew up, man, I seen domestic violence. I seen drugs. I seen guns. I seen all since childhood. And I was always taught, don't talk to the teachers. Don't answer the door to adults. Don't ever answer the door to police. Don't ever tell them nothing. Don't repeat nothing adults say. So I grew up in that culture. You know, we weren't allowed to talk about things. <clears throat> Shit, before I even told my parents what was happening to me. You know what I'm saying? After the third and fourth time that it actually happened. And it was crazy because I thought that if I told my parents what was happening to me, I was going to get in trouble. You know what I'm saying? As a kid, bro. You know what I mean? This shit's crazy. But... You know, that's just the culture even today, you know, um, you know, we come from a community of undocumented people. So, you know, you know, the families, they want to protect themselves. So right. they try to stay out of trouble. They don't want to report nothing. They don't want to, you know, even women who get violated, beat, raped, all that. Like they don't want to report nothing because of their status, right. you know, but it's like, you know, they should all have equal human rights to be able to, you know, call for help, you know, and, and, and instead of being, you know, being victimized in more ways than one, you know. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. That happens in a lot of cultures. It's not just because undocumented. It's because some of it there's embarrassment, that stigma. They don't want to let other families know this is what's happening to them in their own family. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They don't want their business out there. It's like a shame, especially our culture. Mm -hmm. You know, the Middle Easterners, man, they they would never report any 
say my admit to anybody being having mental illness mm-hmm. or having a drug problem in their family they don't want they want to keep that on a down low because yeah. that's like an embarrassment it's like a shame yeah mm-hmm. <clears throat> so this that's the kind of stuff that we want to work with these youths and you know it's not only just them i wouldn't mind like like with the kingsmen mm-hmm. i wouldn't mind you know like helping people come and re-enter into society the struggle is real i came out you know i i, I got an addictive lifestyle mm-hmm. i'm still used to having all that stuff so i see you know it's my triggers when i see it so i don't go around it you know i'll be like man i could get the same thing and i bet you i could get it in a week but i just stay out the way man i go to work Every day and go home. I go to the gym. I go to the gym sometimes twice a day, man. Because, man, they let out all my steam in there. Mm-hmm. You know, and my anger oh, yeah, sometimes. Definitely, definitely, so yeah. I just like, man, I, you know, it's just, I know I want to help brothers that are coming out. That's what we do. Like, that's why I go, I don't miss that Kingsman. Because that's, it's, how, that's it's just therapy. hard when we're dealing with brothers who are drug addicts, though, because addiction is so hard to yes. kick. You know, even brothers who mean well and, and, and you know, they want to do the right thing, but, you know, they just battle with them addictive demons, man. You know, they come out here, they start out good. Uh, sh- you know, shit gets difficult. <laughs> you know, doors get slammed, windows get closed. They start hearing no. They get discouraged. They and, give up. you know, they get distressed, they you know, and, they, and then they go back to what they know. And, um, you know, that's one of my biggest challenges when it comes to helping brothers, you know, or sisters who get out the prison system. And, you know, I want to I want to, you know, be a living example that change is possible, you know, that things can be done, you know, um, because I know society looked at me like I was the scum of the earth. I was one of the worst of the worst, you know. But, you know, once I found myself and built a relationship with God, you know, I was and and then just my spirit, you know, I, I, I learned so much about myself and my purpose, you know, and I just wanted to be able to live a purposeful life and and walk and live with meaning you know spiritual uh, spirituality is a very big thing part of my life now mm-hmm. because i haven't missed prayers mm-hmm. ever since i got locked up you know people do that why they locked up and they say oh these oh, are yeah, prison yeah. oh that's prison stuff mm-hmm. i've been out 20 what 21 months now mm-hmm. I, yeah. I miss my prayers i still fast and do all that and i'm still try to do the best i can mm-hmm. i'm not i'm i'm not saying i'm perfect mm-hmm. and no one perfect i don't want nobody faking like they say god you know, gives and god takes right. away bro you know what i'm saying you supposed to do 37 years bro you yeah. got out in 15 that <clears> i made blessing. that promise you let me out of here that's you know you know mm-hmm. it was it was brought like people like on one of the i don't know if you were in that on that session one of the brothers brought up you know he goes zero to prison Mm-hmm. real yeah, quick yeah real quick yeah. yeah and that you know that happens a lot mm-hmm. man uh, listen a brother of mine bro he just <laughs> did 23 years good brother man and um you know i you know he hooked up with a woman she had some you know things tied to her and uh you know before you knew it shit was on his front porch bro and he dealt with it the only way he knew how you know because you know we're protectors we're men we're protectors we take pride in that we protect our home we protect our family and um you know he got into a bad situation with you know a gun involved and you know and this that and the other and and i mean shit could have went all the way bad for this brother you know he's such a good brother he's been you know taking his time with life and just trying to live his best life you know he went in young 
young and, you know, did 23 years, came home trying to build his life. And then life is just full of challenges and obstacles, especially when you're dealing with people, you know, and then they push you to that limit where you're like, man, you're going to make me show my teeth. You make I'm trying to be humble. I'm trying to be, you know, trying to live free and, 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 and you know, and change and transition into a whole new lifestyle. And then you got people who just, you know, they, you know, they, they bring out the worst in you, bro. You know what I'm saying? And I told my wife, I pray that I never had to go down that route, you know, because I know what I'm made of. And, and I just I don't want to be that because I don't know how to stop. You know what I mean? I don't know how to fucking stop. And, and um, you know, so that's why I'm humble and that's why I let shit roll off my back. I don't care. I, you know, I, 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 I look at myself as a giant and as a giant, you got to let all the little shit fall where it goes you know what i mean you can't be a giant and be a critical thinker and let everything affect you and impact you in 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 a mental way or an emotional way because you just become life's puppet you 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 go in the direction that people send you in they can say and do anything to you to control you and get a uh, get a response out of you you know what i'm saying so i walk like a giant i let the little shit be what it's gonna be bro you know what i mean because uh, I got goals now. I know how to dream. I know how to hustle. I know how to work. I'm on a mission. I want to live a life that I never lived before. I fuck. I want a slingshot. I want a nice house. I want a nice truck. I want. We a doing nice this car. together, brother. Let's get it, bro. You know, and I ain't got to kill nobody to do it. You know, exactly. I ain't got to rob nobody to do it. You know, it'll, I don't. It'll come. It'll come. I don't. Have to, it's patience. I don't. I, I never believed in getting ahead at the expense of others. You know, so. I just feel like God got a plan for me, and uh, I, and I'm gonna keep keep diligent on that path, bro. You know, my guy, man, I got so much love. Hey, for man. You, love you, man. You know, we've been we've been uh, you know, <clears throat> rocking, man, since you've been home, man. You know what I'm saying? And it's like people are different, you know, when they're in prison, and then when they come out here, like. I, you know, I've seen guys that were solid as hell in prison, and then when they get out here, bro, they just fall victim to all, all the, um, I've seen all the temptation that's out I've here from it. women's to drugs to money to this that possessions, all that type of shit, bro. And you're like, damn, man. In prison, there's accountability, you know. And out here, that's when you really treat the, see the true form, you know, where people allow their weaknesses to overcome them. You know, and there it's all about strength, dominance, focus, intelligence, you know, all that type of shit. So you stand on that. You take pride on that. But, you know, after a while, you start seeing shit in people that you didn't see in there, you know. And uh, you got to learn how to build them boundaries, man, and protect yourself. It's frustrating, protect it your has peace. to be done. It's necessary yeah, to survive these to days, be. bro, because people are <laughs> reckless. Man, I went to prison for 17 years, not even because I killed nobody, because my man's killed somebody. You know what I'm saying? So you got to be mindful of the people around you because they yeah. can do some shit that can affect you. You know how many times I've heard stories of people getting killed because they was trying to kill the person next to them? You know what I'm saying? The shit's crazy. I'm straight. I don't want to be nobody who somebody trying to kill, right. and I ain't trying to get killed over somebody <laughs> some bullshit, you know? Especially shit. when you're getting everything put in place in order now in your life i know bro and that's before when, you know, when we were reckless we just didn't care Yup. we was like man we live to die another day you know yep. because that's how we was taught live for the day because tomorrow's never right. promised the, uh, eye for an eye two for two fight fire with fire right you know nobody thought about you know goals or no the future everything was about survival man and and only the strong survive and and at, at that age at a young age you in a gang you got a gun you feel like you know, you got your pride, your ego, so you feel like, 
you know, um, you just, you just, you know, anything goes. You feel like you don't have nothing to lose or, you know, loyalty is, is the number one thing in your life and you make a commitment to a gang and you're ready to kill for it. You're ready to die for it. You're ready to go to prison for it, you know. And, and I knew what I was up against when I joined the gang, you know. And a lot of people don't, though. You know, they get into it, they outgrow it, or they only want a certain part of it, you know what I'm saying, but don't want what comes with it right. type shit, you know, so... But that same love, that same loyalty that I had for the gangs in the streets, it's a gift. It's a blessing. But you just got to apply it to the right path and to the right people and to the right things. You know what I mean? I tell people who are in gangs and drug dealers, like, bro, you have intelligence. You have skills. But just apply it to something positive and you're going to get some good results. And I promise you this, they can't come take it away from you. You know? That's that same energy. And that same leadership, you just put it, apply it somewhere else to something mm-hmm. positive, mm-hmm. and it's going to go a longer way. Yup, definitely, brother. Yeah. Definitely. So, what's the future look like for steps to the change? Uh, steps to change. We're trying to get into a, more schools, and probably work with different communities because I don't want it to be just in one community. I would like it to be diverse. Mm-hmm. I want it. I want to hit all over. Mm-hmm. But right now, Southwest is my concentration, and I'm, I'm not limited to there because, you know, I had, uh, like, recently at Pancho Villa's uh, Grissom Middle School, they heard about I was going to Melvindale, and they said, we need it here, too. I said, we don't got, we don't got no problem coming in there. I said, I didn't think the middle schoolers are needed. That's where it starts. We got mm-hmm. bad kids, too. And mm-hmm. I said, I don't have a problem coming there. Mm-hmm. I said, we'll talk about it, you know. I gave them my information. We'll talk about it. Let me know in the fall. And, there, and there's nothing wrong with catching them ahead of time. A lot of times they want you to come talk to the kids after they done tore some shit up. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> to me, it's about pre-prevention. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So Let me talk the, to you so first. So the principal made sense when she said that because they brought all their A students. And I mean, these kids were so nice that <laughs> one, of the, one of the kids... One of the, raised their hand, can I go to the bathroom? I said, this is a restaurant. You ain't got to ask nobody to go to the bathroom. Go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> it was cute, too. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, they're 13 no year olds. You know, just, yeah. you, know that's, you know, these are their A students that mm, came in. Yeah. And then I said, well, you, these kids don't need it. And then she said, no, we got some bad ones. Yeah, you know, no doubt. Them the ones we need to wrap our arms around. <laughs> yeah. Man. It doesn't well, matter the community or whatever, but we got we to be there. You call me, I'm there. Mm-hmm. Especially for the kids, no doubt, for sure, man. Let them know where they can find you, man. Let well, them know they, the- they can get a hold of me on uh, Steps to Change, Steps uh, with a number two in the middle, and then underscore S two C. And uh, I'm friends with Eladio on on every uh, platform he has, so you ain't hard to find that. Or you could go under my Instagram page, Adif Naji. Okay. Uh, and also, I got you know Facebook, Steve Naji. We're still setting up the website for Steps to Change, and that should be up soon. We just slow rolling right now. Mm. We want to make sure we do we have the content to put on there. You know, where's your uh, Pancho Villa's uh, Mexican cuisine located at? Uh, Fifteen Mile and Ryan in Sterling Heights. Go check them out, man. You out the way? Stop in, show some love, enjoy you a good meal. It'll be dope experience. Uh, again, shout out to my man Edward Martell and uh, his new law firm. Uh, hashtag Mr. Not Guilty. Shout out to Troy Gallantine, my dog Flintstone. Much love to you, John Metallic. Appreciate the love, the support. LA Landscape, all my people. Listen, July 7th, 
July 7th. July 7th is a Friday. Do not miss it. The El Nino Podcast Summer Bash is going to be all the way live. Got a long list of performers. Got a long list of dope vendors. Uh, we're going to have low riders. You're going to be able to get a tattoo. You can get a piercing. You can probably buy a French bulldog. I mean, we're going to have everything there. We got Hibachi Me 313, Detroit Forever 313, and so on and so on. So please come through. It's going to be family friendly. Come on through. Show some love. Show some support. And uh, again, man, go to YouTube. Hit that subscribe button for me, man. Much love to y'all. This has been an episode of Real Everyday People, part of the El Nino Podcast. Check out the El Nino Podcast live on Facebook every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. And for full episodes, the El Nino Podcast is available on Facebook and YouTube.